You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You fucking with an Iron Empire. Harder than shells from a piece when I fire. Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio. Um, For people who don't know, because I got some questions, people are like, what is this video thing? Me and PJ right now are looking at each other. I'm, I'm basically staring into his eyes. And he's staring at me, doing something to himself under the table, I can see. He's kissing me. Anyway, you guys are missing out if you haven't seen it. Uh, it is available on my YouTube channel. <laughs> I see I see he's stroking himself now. See, so you're missing all this stuff. All the gay PJ Braun fans could be seeing all this right now. So you go to YouTube.com uh, backslash Aaron Singerman, my name. And you'll see I'm going to put the live broadcast up. We do the show Wednesday night. Right now it's midnight my time. So as soon as the first half is done, me and PJ finish the first half, I start uploading the first half. So if you're watching it, you'll get about an hour or so of video and um, and then you can listen to the whole show, which you can get on RX Muscle. So uh, that is, I wanted to precede that with, uh, with um, a little, I guess, I don't know, warning, I want information for you all so you don't miss part of the show as PJ, if you're watching right now, he'd be text messaging somebody. That's what he's doing right now. Um, PJ, you were telling me earlier that when we do these video things, it makes you think of somebody. You want to inform our uh, listeners or watchers? You know, it's funny. Um, I feel like, first of all, it's weird looking at yourself. I try to keep looking at you, but every now and then I catch myself down there. And when I catch myself, it makes me want to do like, like, like when I see the Derek Anthony like YouTube things that he has, when he's like flexing for all his fans out there, and he's like, oh, yeah. He's bouncing his pecs and stuff. But uh, that's only when I catch myself in the thing. And when you I feel see me, like oiled up, <laughs> you should oil yourself up for one. It would be. Do you think that our, our listeners or the people that watch this would appreciate me being oiled up when we do this for like you, you know as part of the show? You know what? I don't think so. Actually, I don't think that we have attracted the gay. See, that's the thing. That's why you have seventy six thousand um, Facebook subscribers, and yet you have less than me in Twitter followers because they just want to see you. So, like, I don't think that they realize yet that they're, this is available because when they do realize, I think we'll start getting way more viewers than we actually have. I, I think that my theory is that there are less gay people on Twitter. Yeah, that could be possible. What's the, what is the appeal for gay people on Twitter? It's just it hasn't caught on. They have all these other different means of communication and social they, media that we don't they, have. If I, if I was gay, I wouldn't mess with anything but Grinder. Grinder, yeah. It's like Grindr penis finder. Yeah, they, they find the penis through that with the uh, the grinder. I, I'm coming back in my, my next life. In my next life, I'm coming back as a gay guy, and I I'm gonna run shit on grinder. You think that I got subscribers on Facebook? I'm gonna be like the guy, the grinder guy. Like like you know, I'm gonna be a legend on grinder. Yeah, well, we need to have uh, your buddy Flower on. That's that's the one who introduced uh, us to to grinder. Flower uh, is obviously with a name. If he's a male, the name like Flower, he's obviously gay. So. People out there are probably already familiar with Flower, but if they're not... He asked me to write him a workout, um, yeah. and I told him I'd write him a workout if he came on the show. He wants to come on. I'll tell you, my, my, my client, uh, um, we'll call him Rich, um, that is actually his name, um, he has amazing stories. They're actually probably uh, better than Flowers, but I don't know, he, I doubt he would ever want to actually be on uh, the radio show. He has a pretty uh, prominent uh, job uh, in society, and I, I don't think that he would want to be a part of our shenanigans. However, I get to hear his stories, and man, uh, these, yeah, these gay guys, 
they party like rock stars. Am I freezing a little bit? Yeah, a lot, actually. You're freezing a lot. Your video is. I don't know if it's your internet. Uh, my internet looks to be good, but um, are you having some slow internet yeah. issues? No, it looks, it looks good. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen anymore. Um, if it yeah, freezes, I, if it keeps freezing like this, we'll, we'll disconnect and, uh, I can restart my router and you can restart yours and we'll try this thing again. Cause I don't want it to do that the whole show. The one thing that I think is awesome about these gay guys as well, it's perhaps not awesome. It's actually perhaps dangerous. Um, but dangerous and awesome can be synonymous at times is that when they, when they meet up, right. Uh, they go all out. I mean, it's, it's like they'll meet up at these parties. They have, they go to these like clubs that are all gay. And like, you know, one guy will have like ecstasy, another guy will have GHB, another guy will have K and they'll just do these crazy, just all night long dance party sex fests. And they'll have like multiple partners. Like you'll be out on the dance floor with one dude. Then you'll be in the bathroom banging some guy that you just met. I mean, like you'd have to be the biggest stud stud of all time to be able to pull it off with chicks. Or have a lot, a lot of money. You have to have a lot of money. Yes. Um, and, and they get right to it. He shows me their text messages. They get right to it. Like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. You're really handsome. How big is your dick? Right away. Boom. You want to see it? I'm like, wow, you, you guys get right into it. It's amazing. Speaking of a lot of money, I had a pretty cool experience today. I went and uh, had a, I told you I was having a business meeting with uh, the owner of Envision Medical, Sean. Uh, and I went over to his house and he just bought a brand new Maserati something something turbo. And uh, he just recovered from heart surgery, open heart surgery. So he can't even drive the thing. So I was like, man, I would love to take a ride. And he's like, well, you want to drive it? So I got a chance to drive this thing. And, man, it was pretty fucking cool. Did you around in it? Oh, yeah, I did. I, I mean, it, I did went on a straightaway. And then I drove around his neighborhood a little bit. But um, the car picks up speed so fast. Um, you hit the gas. You put it in sport mode. And you hit the gas, and it has so much gas that you feel almost like fishtailing as you're going, like the back wheels. And uh, I went, I mean, I don't know what the zero to 60 time is it on it, but I went from like oh, 10 to like 80 so fast it will blow your mind. It's, it's fast enough so that when you hit the gas full speed, when you floor it, you actually like go like that. You can't even. I like that. Yeah. I like How many horsepower does it have? I really don't know. He, he just bought a brand new Mustang Saline that has 600 horsepower. Uh, it doesn't have as much as that, but it's it's got all red. Light. It's a black car. Did you drive the Mustang? No, it's stick shift. He he said it's too dangerous for me to drive at this point. Oh, it's too dangerous. Um, uh, the fastest car that I was ever privileged to drive, and um, to this day I haven't been able to be in anything as fun of, as this, was um, I dated this very rich girl whose father had a BMW M5, not the M3, yeah, the M5. Five series version. And um, the M5 had i believe uh the version that he had had over 400 horsepower and um i remember that in 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 third gear uh going to 80 miles per hour so fast around a turn and it was just like hovering around the turn so well and it was kind of like just pushing my stomach into the back of the seat and it, it was amazing like i've never felt that in another vehicle before bmws um, get Turn, go around corners very well. Um, the, the Maserati was definitely over 400 horsepower. The Mustang is over 600 horsepower. It's a Shelby Mustang. Um, yeah, the, and they have those cool, the, the Mustangs have those lo- those loud engines. I like the. He told me, though, that um, the Mustang is not good to go around corners. He actually said it's so fast that um, that it feels like you're on the ice all the time. He says it yeah, feels you like you're driving on ice. Yeah, you can fishtail easily. I've heard that. You can fishtail real easily. This They're car, more- the Maserati, though. 
straight. The Maserati you would love. I mean, it has red leather interior. It's so pimped out. You know, like the inside is still awesome. Even though it's like a race car, there's enough room. Obviously, you're not fitting anybody in any backseat or anything. But for me and you, we could still sit in the car together and it wouldn't be like all squished together and all like squinched up like a like a normal car, like race car like that. My Maserati goes 185. <laughs> yeah, it probably does. Um, so, yeah, man, I was so like I came back in and, you know, to get a car like this, it's about two grand a month. Right. That's about your note. And I was trying to talk. I was telling uh, Darielle, I was like, Darielle, you know. Like, uh, I know I just got that, uh, the new car, the TL, but one day, maybe two grand a month. And she's like, don't even think about it. Two grand a month. She's like, you're crazy. Two grand a month. So if what do you, you think? How much money? If you have a car like that, you're, no, no woman is really going to want their husband having a car like that. Because you, you have to get, like, special windshield wipers to get the vagina that's fine. <laughs> Good point. Thrown Good point. at you. What do you think, honestly, what, how much money would you have to make or would you have to have to justify spending two grand a month on a car note? <laughs> have we talked about how cheap I am in prior episodes? You're very cheap. I know. I can tell you what I think. I want to hear what you think because you are definitely – I'm the Jew, but you're the cheaper than me. For me to spend that much money on a car, I would have to make a million dollars a year. To spend 2000 a month, you would have to make a million dollars a year? No, I'm, not, I'm less cheap than you then. Uh, to, to me, to me $2,000 a month to drive a, a car is just insane. I guess I would – I think Dave spends $2,000 a month for his car now actually. Are you, are, you, are you talking about like insurance, everything else? I think insurance on a car like that would probably run about three or 400 bucks a month also. So I guess $2,400 a month altogether. I would um, – for me, I think that I would – I'm not – obviously I, I'd have to fight Darielle tooth and nail on this but – if I was making three hundred grand a year every year, you know, if I had like security and I knew I was gonna make three hundred grand a year, I think two thousand dollars a month I could I could justify somehow if I love the car. Well, yeah, I mean, if you were making that much money, it, it would be you would be certainly secure enough to do that. I just for me, the thing that I my problem is, and you know this is, I don't like to make consistent uh, payments like chunks of money taken away from me every month. Those are the kinds of things that bother me. I try to limit that in my life. That's how I do my budget, you know? So um, I like, if I had a shitload of money, you know what I would do? Is I would buy a, a used version. Uh, probably not top of the line, perhaps a used one that was in great condition. 15,000 miles. And just pay for it, boom, one lump sum, get a good deal on it, not have to worry about it anymore. And that's the kind of, you know, that's, that's how I like to do things. Yeah, I could see that. I could see I that. I don't like every month, like, oh, you have to take this money from me again, you know, every month. That's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I could see that. So um, on a different note, since we're talking about Envision Medical, um, when you were in town, you went to the clinic and you did your blood work and everything. And I got your blood work back and I, and I shared it with you um, before you met with the doctor and everything, got on the program. And me and you were both very surprised with some of the things that were on your blood work. Very surprised. And, you know, anybody that does the, what we do should certainly be getting uh, blood work done. So, you know, when we, when we say that, you know, for people to go contact Envision Medical, um, you know, it's nothing. I mean, I, I don't have a sponsorship with Envision Medical, but they're, they're good people. They took good care of me, and, and everyone should be doing this regardless. So, um, it, it, you, know, it, you know, the general public has a little bit of a misconception about, you know, how healthy versus unhealthy um, anabolics and hormones and, and the such truly are. Regardless, 
um, when you're getting regular blood work done, you can catch things uh, much earlier than, than, you know, people that aren't doing that. Um, and we found out that <laughs> something that I never would have imagined in a million years. I mean, uh, my heart was fine. You know, my triglycerides were good. My, my cholesterol was fine. My ratio was very good. Um, uh, you know, my liver enzymes weren't out of the norm. Um, but my actual uh, hormone levels, uh, which is the main reason why you would go to a hormone replacement clinic, were completely out of whack. My, my estrogen was, I believe, um, from what they said, the, the highest the doctor had ever, ever seen. Um, and, and we both know for the, the, the products that I uh, were taking for the show that that shouldn't have been the case at all. It should have been uh, abnormally low. Um, and, and my estrogen level was so high, it was that of a, a woman uh, during uh, uh, menstrual. And um, you, were in the, I, you were in the 200s, to give people an idea. And the, the upper limit for natural, for a man, the very upper limit, which is still way too high, is 50. Yes, and I was over 200. Now, what's crazy about that is I was taking uh, strong aromatase inhibitors, which should actually make that number uh, extremely low. It should make it almost unhealthily low, um, and in many cases actually unhealthily low, but it's for a short period of time. So for mine to be that high, now there's, there's, there's a lot of things that come with high estrogen, water retention, fat storage. Um, you, you would assume that my, my hormones uh, being that out of whack that I would have been like a hormonal woman during her period. And I think that for the most part, um, I was just tired but I figured I'm tired because I'm prepping for a show. I was also going through some stress in my personal life. I mean, there was that time when I was um, when I was in your bed and you were just holding me and I was crying and, and I, I couldn't stop crying. You pissed your bed the bed and stuff. I, I, no, the, that last part is actually the only part that's fictitious to what we're saying. But um, we were both pretty shocked by that. Um, my testosterone levels were actually um, they were high, but they weren't nearly as high as they should have been for somebody that was doing the protocol that I was doing. Um, so needless to say, we were at, can I tell the numbers or you don't want to give the exact numbers? Go ahead. Tell the numbers. So PJ was at around 2,200 nanograms per deciliter and the top of natural on our chart is 1,200. Um, some people would say a thousand, but the chart says 1,200. And if you get like an 18 year old black sprinter or something, maybe that's possible to have a 1,200. Um, so PJ was at 2,200. Um, now with, I don't know, we're obviously not going to tell your whole protocol, what you were taking, but with what PJ was taking, you would think that his estrogen would have been probably in around 10 to 20 and his testosterone would be more like 7,000, 8,000, you know, because mine was tested, um, this by Envision Medical recently taking with basically just with, with Envision was giving me, which is 400 milligrams of test, 200 milligrams of DECA. Uh, I was taking some iron mag lab supplements as well and uh, one milligram of Arimidex uh, every day, and my estrogen was too low so that I had to slow down my, my Arimidex, and my testosterone was at 5,000. So PJ was taking considerably more than that, and his levels were less than mine, which makes very little sense. Also, PJ's growth hormone levels were extremely low, um, uh, low enough so that he could actually legitimately be prescribed growth hormone when he was actually taking growth hormone. Yeah, very, very... Um... Uh, interesting. Um, at the same time, I would say that it was uh, enlightening because at one, on one hand, it's disappointing to know that you're using um, what would, you know, have to be considered fake uh, products. Now, when I was back home, before I moved out here, I had a doctor that I worked with uh, out of New Jersey who was great. And um, I knew that, you know, because of, of him that I would, I could use legitimate, uh, completely legal products that were 
safe and healthy and he would monitor my blood work. Now out here in California, I've, I haven't had the chance to find that yet. So it, it's, it's very uh, big deal that I have been able to get into Envision Medical. Uh, now, had I gotten into them sooner, I wouldn't be in, in that position that I was now. Let me ask you, um, do you think, looking back, I know the contest, there's probably a lot of things you would have, could have done differently. How much difference do you think that it made that your estrogen was very high and that your testosterone wasn't that high and that your growth hormone was very low? How much difference do you think that makes your physique in the long, long term like of being on stage? 100% um, a negative uh, impact on your body when you have that much estrogen. Now, um, you know, this whole start to finish from now to USA's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what I do finally look like in the end because I can tell you that for the way that I do things in life and the way that I approach bodybuilding, that this has been completely not anything like how I would want to approach everything. Typically, I would have all of the supplements that I would need up front, know that it's good quality, not have to worry about getting anything else. Um, I would t- typically be on the same exact schedule pretty much every day with everything. Now, out here, you know, I don't, I don't know what gym I'm going to be in, and uh, I'm sometimes trapped in places that I don't want to be in. I had gone through some issues in my personal life, and now adding in the fact that I was using a product that was no good on top of it, um, I did, you know, I keep, I have a journal, um, or as some of my friends like to call it a diary, uh, but it is a journal, and I, I actually have everything that I've ever done um, in writing from the first bodybuilding show that I did in 2003. Up until now, it's all in composition books. And I can always look back at everything that I've done. Now, I was very, very surprised that at three weeks out from this show, I was pretty much, give or take a pound or so, actually smaller uh, than I was for my nationals prep, which was 18 months ago. And I said to myself, wow, in 18 months, I haven't made any progress. Now, I did think that I was I was better in certain areas, but it's kind of funny, you know, Palumbo was saying, you know, I would have thought PG would be bigger. He looks very good, but he, he's not as big as I would have thought. And I, and I thought it would have been a little bit bigger too, but it kind of makes sense now because I wasn't using any real hormones. Now, and although this is a positive, at the same time, it could be a negative. Now I'm on uh, real stuff, and um, thank you very much, Envision Med- Medical, and I am growing, uh, which is cool because I, I suppose you could grow into the show, but – um, psychologically, I, I've been uh, having an issue with dealing with the, the right way because I'm not used to seeing the scale go up. Now, I am certainly getting leaner, uh, and I am holding a little bit of excess water that comes with a surge of new hormones in your body. Um, and I'm, I'm uh, on the advice of my good buddy, Dan Newmeyer, who is actually going for his master's degree and stuff like this, just riding the wave, as he says. But um, I, I am not used to my body going through what it's going through right now. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see the way everything comes together, um, for USA's, which will be four weeks from Friday. Um, you know, I may have to do things differently than I have in the past. I'm already doing more cardio, um, than I have or than I normally have to. Um, and I've switched around my diet. I'm actually on my second day of, um, no carbs or fats, which I, I've never had to do this this far out. Um, but my body is so full. And I, I'm, I have so much water and gorge in my muscles that I, I felt like I, I actually need to see how long it takes to deplete myself. And I actually still feel strong. I'm definitely a little cranky because I miss the carbs. Um, but I feel like an ox in the gym. And I suppose it's just because I was doing fake stuff for so long. Well, there you go. I can't wait to see how you come out this time. Uh, obviously, 
Uh, I'll be there. Dario won't be at USA's, but I'll be there, and I'm sure we're gonna have a a, a fun time considering you're competing. Well, what what I would like, um, I'm sure you'll be there for RX Muscle, um, but I'm going to uh, talk to Robert. Uh, I'll probably email him uh, tomorrow about my uh, hotel accommodations and and everything. And um, I would like at least for for some of it if you could be there on Wednesday or Thursday when I get there. Um, and uh, you know, at least I'll have your eye with me because, as our listeners know, I don't work with anybody, so it'll be good to have an eye there. Um, but I also think that we we could do some cool um, video stuff to to monitor the the, the whole thing. Uh, and in the past, remind uh, me remind me about that because I need to email Joel who books my tickets to um to make sure that I come in when you want me to because they're going to be booking my ticket soon. I will. I definitely will. And in the past, uh, you know, uh, firsthand. Um, that when I compete, I get extremely closed off and, um, and honorary and I like to be alone, but for USA's, I'm actually going to take a different approach, uh, than I ever had before. I actually want, uh, somebody, uh, yourself actually is the person who I'm, I'm asking right now. I'm asking you, uh, to be around, uh, more often than not, because this is a very unique, uh, prep for me. So I think that, um, I could easily, uh, let my own mind get the best of me, second guessing things. If I don't have a good eye there, I think I think that you should go with, at this show with a totally different approach. I want you to go there and have fun, be happy. No, no mad PJ, be happy. And I think maybe that'll maybe that will show in your physique. Instead of being stressed and like closed off, I think you should try a different technique. Because the truth of the matter is, people may not know this, but this very well could be the last show for PJ Braun for quite a while. So yes. I think that you need to go there and you need to enjoy the process and the time that you're there and really like soak in the fact that this may be uh, at least for a temporary retirement or uh, at least for a few years off or whatever you may do. Yeah. You know, I think you need to go in it with a different attitude and enjoy it instead of looking at it as like I'm going to do my work and get my job done. I think you need to do that, but maybe with a different kind of attitude, like, you know, a little a little skip in your step, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's time to um, approach things, especially for this show, because it, I may not be on stage again for a while um, with a little bit of a different uh, uh, mentality. I think that um, I am so fucking competitive. I'm sorry, Isaac, for swearing that I, I, I treat bodybuilding. I try to, tr- to, to treat it like um, – as much of a, of a competition as possible. But in reality, I don't know if bodybuilding really is a competition. I mean, yes, you're competing, but you're not really competing against anybody else. Um, and when I used to play football and when I used to, you know, um, back when I would like fight or even when I would play basketball, I would get what I like to call my game face on. And I would very, very serious, quiet to myself and I would get in a zone. But I've been doing that with bodybuilding, but you getting in that zone to then just go on stage for a few minutes. It's just perhaps I need to to open up my eyes and my mind and and take the whole thing in a little more, especially if this is going to be the last one for a while. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It's funny you you said sorry, Isaac. We haven't cursed a lot this show, um, so just for Isaac, I'll say fuck you. Sorry, Isaac. <laughs> Does uh, I so, know about it? Does he know yet? Yeah. Well, so it's funny. I was at the Greater Golf States this weekend. IPB Greater Golf States. Robin and Luke Tesevich show my friends from there, the New Orleans. Uh, well, he, Luke is the chairman of New Orleans, IFBB pro judge, MPC, uh, Louisiana chairman, all around nice guy. I've known Luke since I was, I think, 17 years old because I grew up in New Orleans and went to all of the Louisiana bodybuilding shows. My first one was Mr. Louisiana in 1995 or 1996. And uh, I've always seen him and his really lovely, lovely, lovely wife, Robin, who is like super, super great to me. 
and both of them are really great to me and very supportive. And like the, you know, when I go home, I'm like the, uh, the, 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 the good boy done well, you know, like the, the new Orleans boy done well, you know, I come home and I'm like a little bit of a, a little celebrity or something. I don't know. So I love going back there and I, they're great, great people. So I was very happy to attend their first IFB pro show, um, in Louisiana for Robin and Luke. That's the first they've ever put on. They had the GNC show of strength in Louisiana, but, uh, he didn't put that on. Anyway, I, I was sitting next to Isaac and he goes, he goes, so he's like, I, I get this, uh, I'm hearing this. Sorry, Isaac a lot. And I was like, me and Darielle started laughing. And he's like, he's like, this is about the radio show, right? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, people have been coming up to me and they go, hey, Isaac, sorry, Isaac, or something. And he's like, he's like, this is about the radio show. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's because I told you that I didn't like all the cursing. And I was like, that's right. And he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, you you took that the wrong way. He's like, I didn't say the show was bad. My biggest critique was that you and PJ dropped the F-bomb too much. I was like, that's exactly why we say sorry, Isaac. I was like, every time we yeah, curse. Yeah, we didn't take it like a, a offensively. We just thought it would, you know, we didn't want to upset him. So we apologized. I think he's had so many people come up to him now that it's starting to get overwhelming for him. So I would I would think that he would have to appreciate that a little bit, though, yeah. don't you think? I he told is, him, I said, I, we're making you famous. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're making him famous. <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, he inspired something that has become um, – other than, you know, so many fucking pros, kind of like a catchphrase. That so many fucking pros. People come up to me all over the place and say, I'm sorry, Isaac. Yeah. You know, people, our listeners might not realize this, but they're not part of a, of a tiny little group. Now, you might think that, oh, it's a bodybuilding thing, how many people listen to their show. But I can promise you that in every state that I have been to in this, this year since we've been doing this show – at least one person has come up to me and said something about the show. And I, I think that's pretty impressive. Um, uh, actually, I told you uh, the other day I was in the gym and I was getting ready to go home. And uh, this young uh, kid came up to me and he goes, holy shit, PJ Braun. And uh, I was like, hi, how you doing? And he goes, I am the biggest fan of Iron Empire Radio. I love you guys so much. And he was like, "You, when you complain that you think the show is too long, I don't want you to make it shorter. I wish you would do it for three hours." He's uh, like, "I have a long time you to work, and I can't tell you how many times that uh, you know you guys have got me through the ride." He goes, "When you do the, the the listener questions, you guys give some good advice. Like I know you're being funny, but he's like, I've used some of that advice and it's really good. And uh, you know that actually um, that led me to, to a, a message that I got that I sent to you." From Rob Manns, did yeah. you see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he used about, our advice. He used our he advice, used our advice uh, in the bar to pick up a chick. And um, you know, I had said one time, like, listen, you know, if you're getting drinks and a girl, if the girl's drunk, the the best thing that you could do is just come right out with it. Be honest. Like, be honest. Say, hey, let's get out of here. I want to get naked. Let's go have fun. So he actually did that. He was having a great time with the girl. And he said to her, he said, listen, I want to just rip your clothes off so bad right now. And the girl was kind of taken back for a second. So in his head, he was like, ah, shit, these guys gave me some ridiculous advice. But she responded with, me too, let's get the hell out of here and, and, and get to it. And he was like, holy shit, this actually worked. And I told him, I go, there's a lot of guys out there that are afraid to be that guy. They don't but want to put themselves that, that far out. You know, it, it, it works. That so is, that, A lot of guys, even when I was younger, I've, I, you, you know this, and this the, I've probably told this before on a radio show, I would really like a girl, and I would I would be really reticent. It would take me a long time to work myself up to make the first move, or to make a move, or to let her know I like her. I guess because deep down I, I was like I didn't want to be rejected. I, you know, there's obviously there's always a chance you'll get rejected. You know, um, 
But later in life, um, I, I decided, I guess somewhere along the line, that I would do the opposite. I would just fucking go full bore. And Darielle could tell you that it didn't take a lot for me to, you know, I, I was made sure as soon as I knew for sure I liked her that I, that I made a move. And it totally, it worked out. And it's worked, honestly, of the times where I have tried, uh, it has never not worked out. Because you, you don't try with a girl that there's no signals. You know what I mean? If you're not, if, you, if you're totally, you have to be totally socially inept. To be around a girl and think that something's going to happen and for her to be like totally like, what the fuck? This guy, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? You know, you, you pick it up. If you can't pick up those signals, then you have more of a problem, you know. But I've never uh, tried, like made a move on a girl that I, that I liked, that I was picking up the good signals from um, that didn't work out ever. You yeah, know? I mean, if you're aware of stuff like that, there's no reason why it should backfire. I mean, I, I won't. I don't do uh pickup lines i think that's really no. cheesy i would never do that i'm um, not talking i'm not talking about stuff like that i mean if you know a girl you've been hanging out maybe you took the line no, you I was, the first that, time I was gonna get to that now 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 getting by that you know that's like something that maybe you do as an icebreaker but if you've already gotten past the whole icebreaking and you're talking to a girl and, and, and you can read the signals um you know there's nothing that that is better than just coming out and being honest and forward i mean i, I talked to amber for like eight months which is I remember ridiculously out of uh, character. You for never me. saw her though. You never saw her. No. And I also kind of, to be honest with you, wasn't, inter- wasn't interested in dating her. Um, so I kind of just became her friend. Um, but, but when I was finally interested, I just said, Hey, do you want to fucking me or what? And she was like, yeah, definitely. And then and the rest is history. But, um, you know, you gotta be forward. Girls, girls appreciate that. Nobody wants a little, a little sissy man. Right. And, and no matter how, um, pretty the girl is that you might think like oh that girl's so pretty she, she's out of my league i'll tell you what that girl gets gets picked up the least because everybody else is thinking that too right i agree so i was in new orleans right and i got to see me and um Darielle got to hang out with my papa jack and uh his girlfriend sybil mm-hmm. um, i'm gonna give you a little history on papa jack because he's an interesting guy was papa jack at the wedding yeah the gray-haired older man my grandfather he came walked got up and gave a speech and he got broken up when he started talking about my grandma who passed yes, away. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes that's yes. Papa Jack. Papa Jack is a was a dentist. Uh, he owned a big practice in New Orleans. Mm. Um, and uh, Papa Jack was in the war, the Korean War. And when he when I was growing up, he was a very angry man. Not that he didn't love everybody and stuff, but he was like he was very fast to get angry. And uh, like little shit that you wouldn't think would make somebody angry would make him just fucking go off. So okay. like if you dropped silverware at his table, dinner table. He'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you fucking idiot? And everybody would be like, oh, you know? Sounds and, like um, my uh, biological dad. Yeah, and so, well, hopefully not that bad. <laughs> so, like, he, he used to better. call, really, he used to call um, my, my. he had three daughters. Uh, my mom, my aunt Nancy, and Aunt Allison, you met all of them there. Um, he used to call them little bitches, and, like, he didn't, I remember, remember the one thing I remember the most when I was a kid, um, uh, I have a bunch of good Papa Jack stories, actually. I got, um, See, I knew me and Ben were going to Destin. We knew that um, my grandpa, my, first of all, my grandfather and grandmother Nana had a condo in Destin. I don't think you have you been to Destin? Probably not. It's Never. a little north of where we are in Florida, by Pensacola. Beautiful white beaches. When they got their first condo there in 1980, it was like deserted. Now it's like a huge tourist destination. It's beautiful white beaches and stuff. Anyway, I knew that Papa Jack had very little patience uh, for anything. So when he brought my my friend Ben along. I would like try to uh, get Papa Jack to scream at him. 
<laughs> just like for because it was funny for me because I'm usually the one getting screamed at. So like um, when Pop, when he, Ben fell asleep in the car and we were, we were getting out of the car, you know, it was a long drive, like five hours. So he fell asleep and he didn't have his shoes on. And I was like, ooh, we're about to pull up to the hotel or the, the condo. And I was like, if I was going to be nice, I would tell him to get up and put his shoes on now. But let's just see what happens. And so as soon as we pull up at the car, I was like, Papa Jack, you want help with the luggage? And I got out of the car, right? And Ben's still asleep, you know, in the, in the seat, in the, uh, in the back seat. And we get up and I start getting the luggage and he looks in the back seat. He goes, your fucking lazy friend is still asleep. And I'm like, um, oh, I, you know, I guess so we should wake him up. So he opens up the door. He goes, get the fuck up and put your fucking shoes on, you idiot. Ben, <laughs> ben has probably never been talked to in his life like that from a grown up. And he's like, oh, uh, he started putting on his shoes. And I was like, Ben, you better hurry up. Better hurry up. I'm saying loud enough. I was like, hurry the fuck up, you idiot. So anyway, Papa Jack, uh, has totally mellowed out in his old age. He's like the nicest old man. So Daryl's like, can't believe that this is the, uh, the same guy that yeah, no uh, one will do that to you. Oh yeah. He's like a totally different guy anyway. So he also walks very slow now because he broke his hip playing tennis. So he walks very slow. So after he took us out to lunch, he wanted to walk around the mall. And I was like, ugh. not that I didn't want to hang around him or anything. Cause I do now. I really like being around him, but he is so slow. If you walk around with an old person around the mall, like, I walk fast. I walk faster than Darielle, so I have to slow down for Darielle. I walk slow. Yeah, you do walk slow. You notice that I walk fast, right? Yeah. Papa Jack walks slower than anybody you've ever walked with. I mean, he has, like, one foot in, another, in front of the other. You know what I mean? Um, so when he wanted to walk around the mall with us, I was like, ugh. The one place he wanted to go, he's like me, loves gadgets. He wanted to go to the Apple store. Yeah. And we went in there, and he said, you got any videos of what you do at the show? So I pulled up the, the – because I know he loves pretty girls. Loves pretty girls. So yeah. – um, any pretty girl I show him, he's like, oh, I like her. You know, everybody. That's why he loves Darielle. He loves Darielle. Any, any girl that I've dated that's pretty, he's like, oh, she's nice. Yeah. That's um, why I like Darielle, too. Yeah. What's that? I said, that's the same reason why I love Darielle. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. I, don't, I don't know nothing about her personality. I just look at her. Yeah, that's nice. You, you're into <laughs> pregnant chicks now, huh? Um, they have websites for that. <laughs> yeah, I know they do. You weird. You're such a weirdo. You probably watched a few of those. I've I've dabbled before. Um, So anyway, I put up the video of the first call out of the bikini, the pro bikini girls. Mm -hmm. And I put it on. I'm I'm like excited to see Papa Jack's reaction. You know, guess what the first thing he says when he sees these girls is. Too skinny. He says, Aaron, are these girls all lesbians? (laughs) And Me and Daryl start cracking up. And I'm like, I'm like, why, why would you say that? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. They just look like lesbians. I'm like, they look like lesbians. I've never seen any lesbians look like that. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't get over that. That was his first comment on. And the he girls. knows Dariel does that too, right? And he goes, he goes, these are all bodybuilder girls. I'm like, no, they're not bodybuilder girls. He's like bodybuilders to you. Bikini. Yeah, that's funny. He would probably like them better off season. Oh yeah, definitely. He doesn't. He doesn't get the muscle stuff. You know. Could you talk to him about like what kind of like. Who do, who do you like, Papa Jack? Like, who? Like, tell me who you think is hot, you know, in this day and age. I don't know. I didn't ask him all those questions. I guess that's, I should have probably, if I was PJ Braun, I would have asked him. I would have inter- interviewed him about it. I would have brought it. up uh, Raquel Welsh because even old, she's still hot as hell. Yeah. And back when he was young, she was like the bomb, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So, um, Hot Bods, you got a delivery from Hot Bods today. Yeah. And uh, you're doing a photo shoot for them uh, before the USAs, right? Yeah, um, actually, very soon, um, they contacted uh, me, and they they wanted me to, um, uh, they, they asked if I would want to be a, a model for their clothing line, and um, they're using, I believe, uh, Hidetata Yamagishi in many of their ads now, 
Um, and I was like, listen, you're going to sell more clothes with a good looking white boy than some Jap in your ads. No, so yeah, um, they had to send me a bunch of stuff to try it on first and uh, see if it fits right. You know, for the shoot, it, you know, cause they're down in Florida and I'm going to do the shoot out here. So where are they, where are they located? You know, it's a good question. I'll have to look online and see, but I know it's Florida. Um, uh, um I don't know. Are you good with area codes? I can tell you the yeah, area, what's the area code. Yeah. Let me pull it up on my phone since I'm not texting at all while we're talking. I like uh, that. I've noticed you're not looking down. It's good. You're, you notice that, right? Yeah, That's of course. I, I notice. I don't point it out every time you do it because it would get annoying for me to keep pointing it out. But, yes, I definitely notice, yes. The area code yep. is 386. 386. I'm looking it up. Uh, three, because I don't recognize that one. Let's see. 386, area code. Um, oh, it looks like Daytona Beach. Daytona okay. Beach. Uh, Volusia, Volusia County. It's like northern Florida. It's not. It's, okay. it's not by where we're going. Well, um, they sent me a package of stuff, a bunch of different shirts. I guess since we're on video, um, why don't you show us some of the, the shirts, and I'll describe them uh, for people right. who are just listening. Let's see what you got here. Do you got them close by? Yes, they're right here. Oh, good. Good. Nice right. Iron Mag Lab shirt. I like that. You want me to start out with a bang, or do you want you want me to ease into it a little bit? Let's go with something really ostentatious. Okay, sounds like man, I have the perfect one for ostentatious. All right. um, I think this is something that we would see Dave wearing. This is a this is a Palumbo Club shirt, as I like to call it. Oh, it's uh, for people. It's like a teal, like a uh, like a the the water the color of the water in uh, in Miami. It's like a baby blue. Button down. Are you gonna try it on? I actually did try it on already. It actually does fit good. Let's put it put it on so we can I can get more people to watch the video. We'll get the gays to watch it. Just try this one on for us. I suppose I should take the uh, Iron Mag shirt off. Then. Yeah, just temporarily. People get to see the PJ Braun conditioning. Are you are you worried about your conditioning? You don't want to show? No, no, no. Are you worried you're going to scare away people for the uh, USA? Is up pretty good, pretty good. Not fat. All right. So PJ now is, I'm doing the play-by-play, is trying on the baby blue shirt. It's a button-up short-sleeve shirt. Uh, looks like it's got multiple pockets, I believe. Yep, two pockets, one on each breast. It's kind of like a captain's, like a gay captain's shirt. Like if you're going to be a captain of a little boat, you might wear this. Yes. Oh, it's got the two things on the top, the two straps on the shoulders. You see that? Yeah. Fancy, fancy. Yeah, it's got a little metal... Um, tag on in the front of it Look where it says Hot was nice enough to send me these fancy <laughs> shirts to wear to the clubs hot bods will wear this for the show you gotta wear this this is a good one this is a fancy one um we also have um since we're since we're let's let's keep going with those colors let's, let's oh show. we got a yellow one i like yellow yellow Hello? essentially my teeth are so white when i wear yellow it really pops oh that's a polo shirt that's not bad that's not bad Still, the color makes it a little bit, you know, out there. But that's not that bad. You got to fix your collar. You that the collar looks ridiculous. You popped your collar. There you go. That's not that bad, PJ. I mean, it's um, that, you know, if it were like a black or something, maybe. Hey, if I if I wind up in uh, in Florida, I might be on South Beach, and I might need something like this. Actually, you will go great on South Beach. You pick up a lot of dudes. I will. I'll pop the collar on South Beach too, like that. Whoa, that's too much. Then we have um. I like to call this next one, um, I don't know what they call it, but I like to call this next one Where's Waldo. Where's Waldo shirt. All right, I'm expecting a red and blue striped shirt. That's like Waldo would wear. Or should I just show it? No, you put that one on and then let's call it a day with the 
with the uh, trying everything on. You could just show them to the camera. It's slowing down the process too much, PJ. It's not enough action. It's slow. It's boring me. Yes, it's important facts. This, this awesome. is, so nobody wants to watch PJ change his clothes. Nobody cares. Waldo. Whoa. <laughs> it's like a sailor shirt. Yes. I want the little, like, uh, cap. cap. little white cap for the shoot. That would be awesome. I like that they're doing V-necks. My neck is so I, big. I'm not the biggest uh, fan of the of the stripage. It makes you look bigger. Stripes, vertical, horizontal stripes, vertical stripes are the best. I mean, not vertical. Whatever. Horizontal. horizontal. So, there's a bunch more here that we're not going to get into right now, but... Show the t-shirts. I like the two t-shirts you told me about. Those are nice. The t-shirts are good. So, you got... These are cool. This one is more my speed here. This is... uh. John Hansen, John Hansen, uh, Natural Mr. Olympia wears these all the time. They look good. I like those, actually. And then, now, for a little bit more of your speed, we have a little flashier. I like the black, actually. I'm not I'm not as into the, um, yeah, it's a little too light for me. I would wear it, though. I don't, I don't now, think that's I put bad. this one on, and Amber got very turned on by this one. She well, there you go. Very, very sexy. So. That's what it's all about anyway, isn't it? That is what it's all about. Um, I want to be as sexy as possible. For the girl that I've already had sex with a million times and won't be having sex with anybody else for the rest of my life. It's extremely important that I uh, keep on looking sexy for her, you know? You're saying it sarcastically, but in a way, that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, well. If you're only going to have sex with her for the rest of your life, you definitely want her to want to have sex with you, don't you think? I certainly do. I certainly do. Although I still feel my best outfit is naked, though. So, you know? <laughs> um, you don't try that one on for us, please. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you. Um, my mother told me that she heard that native New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleanians, New Orleanians, okay, are, are, are not, uh, very keen to, um, tourists. Is that true? Nah, no, that's not true. Uh, people from the South in general are very friendly and, uh, New Orleanians are, are the same as any other Southern people. I, I, in actuality, most of the money coming into New Orleans is from tourism. So if they're not going to be friendly to tourists... No, that's what I thought. That's what I would mom, Your mom is usually right. But on this one, like, she's Someone wrong. told her that since uh, the hurricane, um, there's been like an influx of people like that want to visit there now. And um, that the people that are actually like in the heart of New Orleans, um, they just get like bothered by the... Uh, the uh, overwhelming amount of tourists and I wasn't sure I want, I was curious about that hmm. I'm setting something up for us PJ I, it's okay okay just making sure all right so you know um, Chris Zimmerman right the photographer he works for arts muscle shoots a lot of hot girls brilliant photographer brilliant photographer um, I wanted to play something that I played for Darielle she thought it was hilarious so I'm gonna play this for you um, here on the air and yeah. uh, Chris Zimmerman leaves me, calls me. We talk on the phone pretty regularly, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, we talk pretty regularly. We're what friends. Do you, guys talk about? you know, um, he likes, he follows bodybuilding very closely. So bodybuilding, uh, shooting. You know, we talk about Arx muscles. Some his plans for the future. Uh, Chris is trying to make ends meet, being a photographer. You know, being as good as he is, you'd think he'd have no problems with that. But being a photographer is not as lucrative as you would think. So I remember when he was telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's getting better and better as far as getting money. But he's been leaving me messages. Of course, he leaves. He is one of the people that will leave a message anytime I don't answer. So I'm going to play you a few of his messages. 
Okay. And you'll see why in just a minute. Okay, I'm just going to play the beginnings. Okay, let's start with, this is from yesterday. Yo, come on. Okay, next. This is from the day before. Yo. Okay, this is from last week. Okay, go back. <laughs> this is from a week before that, the, the, the first of the month. Okay, we're going to go back. For real, if anybody's watching, these are the, the messages I can show the people as I play them, okay? Not that anybody cares that much, but um, this one, because they sound very similar. Uh, we'll go back a while now. I'm going to go back a while. Go back in time, back to uh, 416, okay? Okay. Ew. Okay. That was, a little, that was a little different. This is from 411. Okay. <laughs> This is from. I'm gonna go really far back. I save all my messages, and I don't have something. Is he following the yos with talking or no? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, two twenty four twelve. Okay. Let's go a little further. Um, this next one is from. I'm going. I want to make sure we go far enough back so you can really be amazed by this. I'm pretty amazed right now. Yeah, it gets even more amazing. As we, okay, so this one is 11 11. 11, 11 uh, that's, uh, what is it? What's uh, December? Uh, so this is December 30th, 2011, as you can okay. see right here. Here it comes. You. Pretty amazing, right? You. Yo. I wish I had you. more. Like, you. <laughs> Every single one of them. So I, I just thought that, that it was interesting. Every message. So, yo, yo. Like those old, old beer commercials. The, the, what's up? What's up? So it's funny because when he does calls me now, because I've, I've listened to all these messages now, and obviously you notice the similarities. When I do, when he calls me, I go, yo, or something <laughs> like that. And he'll go right back, yo. And he has no idea why I'm doing it. He, it's just like he's not even getting it. So I just keep doing it. And I'm wondering if one day he'll catch on, you know? Um, you've never brought this to his attention. No, yet. because then he'll stop doing it, and I enjoy it every time he leaves a message. I wonder if he does that to other people. I'll have to ask uh, Ms. Devious and other people that know him if he does that. Yeah, yeah, definitely ask. Yo, don't, yo, but don't, but don't tell him to tell him because I don't want to ruin it. No, I won't. Um, by the way, did you get the picture that I just sent you? Yeah, hot chick. Yes. So listen, I, I just wanted to, you know you already know this, uh, but the girls that that um, that do this these sports are so crazy. That, that that picture came with the accompanying text that I'm going to read to you right now. We're not saying her name, right? Oh, we're not saying her name. PJ. Now, I also want to state that um, on the regional level, I have put this girl in three shows. And um, she won the first two and took second in a, in a very, 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 very competitive uh, class that had actually a few bombshell girls. And the girl that won the class was absolutely stunning. So it wasn't like she, it was a slouch that beat her. So the girl is good. And um, she's getting ready for Team Universe, which is about 10 days from now. And she sent me that picture that I just sent you. Um, and uh, I have her using some Halo Extreme. Halo uh, for her. Halo for her um, will put a tiny little bit of water on you. Um, and it will, you know, it's making you anabolic, which is going to cause uh, sarcoplasm, which is more water that's in your muscles. And sometimes with that can come a little bit of subcutaneous water. But when there's more water inside your muscles, you're going to be a little heavier, right? So 
the accompanying message with it is, I'm going to read this to you right now. Uh, PJ, dot, 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 I'm really worried about how soft and bloated and fat I have gotten. My weight is going down like it should be, but I am so bloated looking. I've never looked this awful a week out from a show before. I'm really, really worried. What should I do? Okay. I'm look, I re-looked at the picture just to make sure that I wasn't seeing things. Okay. Now, the picture that I sent you is of a, uh, uh, a girl. Oh, that was a little Amber. Give me a little sweet kiss. Little Amber uh, with her little kisses. This, this girl, um, her problem, um, at least for national level, she's done great regionally, is that she's, she needs a little more muscle. Yeah. So she's a perfect candidate for the Halo for her, and, and it's making her strong. She's and doing she another likes, show in one week? I thought she was in off-season mode now. No, this, this particular girl is doing Team Universe, and then she's done. Um, and um, she um, basically is, is, is freaking out. I'm getting she more. She does this every show, though, doesn't she? She does this every show, and and um, every show she's actually one of the thinner, smaller girls. And I keep telling her this every time. Um, but yet, no matter what, we still go through the same process for every show. Now, I showed you that the reason that I'm telling you this. And uh, the reason I'm talking about this is on the radio, is that I have probably 60, 70 girls that also do this before every single show that they do. And um, I be, have now become um, what it's kind of funny, but it's almost like a, a life coach, I suppose, in a way. Because I have to communicate with these girls and calm them down all the time. Now, Amber doesn't feel that I should be doing that because Kimoto never did that with her. Um, I am not Kimoto, though. Um, and she doesn't feel that that isn't in my uh, job description. However, I feel that the psyche of a woman, especially competing, is, is so delicate that you have to be able to um, build them up consistently. And I, and, I, and I feel that that's something that perhaps separates me from other people. And I do think that I, I know for a fact that factory Mubrak does that with his clients and that's why his people love him, uh, like family. Um, but it's, it's kind of like mind blowing that somebody that, that could look that good always could, could see themselves that bad simply by a slight change on the scale because the number on the scale is 1.5 pounds higher than it normally is at this point. And, um, are you sometimes, asking for my opinion? Yes, because I, I just want to make sure that I'm not insane because you see what the girl looks like, right? And when I'm telling her, you look awesome, you look exactly how I want you to look, her response is, you always say that I look awesome. So what I think is that it is something that sets you apart from other coaches. And I think that it's something that I'm sure that your clients like. And uh, I think that you should just be you. You know, You don't have to be Kimoto, you be you. And if that's something you like doing and you feel comfortable with, then I think that you should continue doing it. And you know how girls are. That's just how they are. They're, most of these girls are insecure and, and slightly crazy. So that in, in being at the one week behind, ready for a show, getting ready the last week, they're gonna just, that's all going to be amplified. So 
Yes. It is what it and is. Amber gets a little upset. And Amber she doesn't not, want you to keep giving so much attention no. to these girls. Amber's not jealous at all. I'm very, very lucky to be to be dating a girl who is, does not get jealous because I have been with the complete opposite, and it makes life very, very difficult. Not jealous, but not jealous of, the, of them per se, that, but she would like less attention. Yes, that I give them more attention than they need. However, what am I supposed to do when they're acting like that? Because – I suppose I could just be like, shut up. She goes, just tell them to shut up and leave you alone. <laughs> I'm like, you really can't do that, though. You know, you can't. You have to kind of baby them a lot. And, sure. and I'll tell you, there are certain people that are not like that. There are certain girls that I, ha- that I actually go after them. And I'm like, are you okay? Where are you? And they're like, yeah, I'm great. Um, but for the most part, um, it is, it is a, a lot of mental stuff. And that mental stuff takes away uh, a lot of my time you know, for my own mental stuff, which is why I had to be putting myself at a crossroads with how, how much longer do I want to be actually competing at a high level for, you know what I mean? Let's talk about uh, somebody you're helping. My sister-in-law, Little yes. Gaines. Um, Darielle's okay. little sister, Sarah Gaines, is now one of your new clients. Is up today. I'm very excited about it. I am very excited. And she is uh, extremely um, verbally motivated right now. Um, and I think with what I've designed, what does for that her, mean? Extremely verbally motivated. What does that even mean? It means that, um, through her words and her writing, she is ex- extremely excited to do this and, and, and so excited that perhaps even competing is in the future. She has thought about which, um, you know, we do things step by step and, you know, I'm not taking that approach with her, but, um, you know, seeing her sister, what her sister does is inspirational for her. And, um, you know, and, and where some people could be turned off to it, she is extremely motivated by it. She, um, so she definitely looks up to Darielle and I think she looks up to me now a little bit. And, uh, I know that Darielle, one of the qualities that Darielle has when dieting, which even I don't have, I know you do, but, uh, I don't, is that Darielle does not cheat or even consider cheating an option on her diet, which is very rare. Darielle told me that First of all, I'm not going to go into the details of her diet with uh, with her previous coach, but I'll just say that they were very strict. And for a long period of time, she was eating two ounces of chicken and vegetables, and that's it, like six or seven times a day of boiled chicken. And that's all she was eating, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, every meal, um, chicken, boiled chicken, and vegetables. And I asked her, boy, you must have really like always, I mean, I would be on the just cusp of cheating at any moment. She said she never even considered it the entire diet, which is like amazing to me. And she says that her sister is going to be the same way, which is um, if that's the case, she's going to be a very easy client for you. If that's the case, uh, she will be a very easy client because I, I asked my people to be extremely honest when they start with me. And when she listed the foods that she eats, um, she did say that she was a vegetarian for a while, but has dabbled into some chicken and some fish. I don't like but the that. other foods that she was eating outside of the vegetables were, were for the most part, all bad choices. Um, and so by simply eliminating those, those choices, um, you know, it, she will respond very fast to it. And, and um, I think that if, I, if we can figure out the right approach to the diet to her, now I don't starve my clients, I feed them. So when she sees that she's not hungry um, and she's just simply eating the right foods um, and she sees the results coming, that I, I find usually motivates people to push harder. If you can nail... See, I don't, I don't do uh, a cookie cutter program. So if you can nail somebody, if you can figure out what you feel is the best approach to them, where in the first two weeks of their diet, they see a nice drop, even though people like you and I know most of that is water, it motivates the shit out of them to keep pushing harder. So, you know, you put somebody on a plan and in two weeks, nothing happens that usually frustrates them. So, you know, what I try to do 
is give them what I feel is plenty of food, but strict enough where they'll see a nice drop in the beginning, and then we can go farther and farther. And, and I think for her, I told her, I go, it's going to be all about just do, just doing the diet for you. It's not going to be about killing yourself in the gym and doing hours of cardio. You just need to find the right diet for your body, and I can guarantee um, that you will get the right results. I mean, the mother is thin. Darielle is thin. So, I mean, um, I don't see any reason why that she can't get good results fast. Let's talk about moving to Boca Raton, the mouth of the rat. Mm. What do you think, man? You're getting excited? I know the plan is um, to move down there. We needed to get on top of talking to a realtor. Our realtor was great, although we didn't go with her. Our realtor was awesome. We officially have a house. We've leased it. I don't know if I told you that. We've leased the house. We've got it. Signed the contract. Done deal. Uh, three bedroom, two and a half bathroom, about five minutes from Darielle's mom. Very nice neighborhood. Um, big yard. About I think it's I think she said 1,900 square feet, 1,800 square feet. Um, wood floors, it's pretty nice. I'm pretty I, excited I would about love it. Floors. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, I, I did not have a lot of um, requirements for when your realtor emailed me. I feel like I, I am going to you know, have a lot to choose from because you know, I needed a good school district uh, for Amber's daughter. Um, and we want to be close to the beach, which if you're in Boca, you are going to be close to the beach. So you know, outside of that, I didn't have a lot of requirements. We don't have a pet. Um, so I'm assuming that... Um, she should be able to, you know, nail us some stuff. She should um, have already. So you really need to call her tomorrow and let her know you're serious. I think she might be a little discouraged because she spent a lot of time and a lot of effort with us. Yeah. Only for us not to be able to. We, we put, I, um, I don't know if I told this whole story, but we got a house there with some, an Indian couple that seemed very nice. Really a super nice house. We, we paying, we're paying the same now. We're paying um, twenty one seventy five a month. And that's what we were paying at the other one. But in this in this other one, um, Amber's. I'm sure Amber is get, making fans as she walks by. Oh, and her little white yeah, shirt. Yeah, with like, it's hot in here, babe. That's why I have the door open and I'm sitting right next to it. Yeah. So um, there's no air conditioning in your house, which is interesting. In California, no air uh, in in all of these complexes, there is no air conditioning. Unbelievable. I- well, you won't have that problem in Florida. So um, we this Indian couple, um, they did not. They did not. Our credit wasn't good enough. They want like an 800 credit score. So I really love the house. So I offered this Indian dude, I told him I would give him six months in advance for the okay. house because I loved the house. Darielle loved the house. He still wasn't interested. So wow. I was like, I was like really? fuck this guy. I, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, sorry. I gave him a smack. I give him a smack. I tell him, send, uh, I tell him there's so many fucking pros down here in South well, Florida. Pros come down from fucking Howard Beach. Give I'll a get my people together. We'll put a hit on you. Forget fuck about him. it. Indian uh, anyway, so uh, we didn't get that house, but that lady really helped us a lot. And she, she, one of the things that she can do that you'll love is she will send you like the most complete listings, email them you like she can email you like twenty listings, and it'll be like all like tons of like twenty pictures of the house, the interior, exterior, all the descriptions, square feet, everything you could possibly want to know without being there and seeing it. And you guys can narrow it down to one or two or three, and I'll go with my video camera, video cam that that whole thing. We can put a few them all on YouTube, and we can let. The listeners decide which house PJ Braun gets. <laughs> How cool would that be, right? That would be cool. Would yeah, be I'll cool. make it into a really cool video and p- pick PJ's house. And uh, so you need to get on this so that we can get this uh, this content. So, you know, Dave would tell you, get the content. I don't have a lot of time to mess free, with. Free content. Uh, um, the school starts August 20th. No, you got to go now. So we got to get on it. It's kind of tough because I'm dedicating so much time to USAs right now. Um, but I am still 
being you know proactive with getting on this. But you can what, tell what, Amber to do it. Give Amber the phone number. Tell her to call the lady and email you the listings. Mm. All right, you can call and spend the time to make the phone I, call. I don't know if I like that. I get a little bit. I get a little bit worried sending Amber to the grocery store for the groceries, let alone picking the house. The <laughs> But you know I love you so much. So anyway, <laughs> you better end it with that. <laughs> um, no, I'll be making the decision on on, on that one. But um, what's probably going to happen? Well, most likely, what's going to happen is that I'm going to have to get Amber and Anjali down there first, um, because what I would like to do in a perfect world is get our furniture out there. Um, for the uh, lowest amount of money possible, which would mean enlisting in the services of my father. And for, for us to basically have a, a free move, he needs a job to be coming from or going from California to Florida. So what, why don't you, when are you going to tell him um, as soon as you secure a house, are you going to tell him to start looking or what? Uh, I'm going to, I'm, I already planted the seed in his head that I'm going to be moving on father's day. So next time I speak to him, I'm going to say like, you know, it, the, the the thing that makes that tough is if he says, okay, I got something going out on August 10th, I pretty much have to be like, okay, August 10th that is because he might not have something else going out until August 30th, in which case the school year would already be started. Now, what I could do is try to get them down there, you know, get the place taken care of, get them down there so at least she can get her daughter situated and, 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 and set up with school and I can start getting our stuff out there, and then I can just get out there when I'm done, you know? Um, because, you know, August 20th is right around the corner. You better right? have her start packing before she leaves, you know what I mean? You're not going to be capable of doing all that packing. If she has stuff in storage. I, I have, uh, you know, what, what was great about when I moved here is that my father's guys just came and, and just banged everything out in a matter of a half of a day for the most part. Well, now. they can still do that, right? I don't know. It'll be different now. I think that I'm going to have to do a lot of my own because what's going to happen now is there's just going to be a, a, a driver will come with a truck and, I'll, and we'll probably just have to load most of it up onto the crate. Just get most of your California friends over there to help you. Yeah, because I have so many of them. Um, that won't work. That definitely won't work. Well, anyway, I'm looking forward to having you down here. I know we're going to do a lot of good work. Uh, we're going to have a, a very, for people who just want a little... Um, a little, I guess, hint of what, what will be coming. We're going to have a lot of new content, a lot of cool stuff we have planned, and you're going to have a, a different Iron Empire Radio TV show, a real setup. So, um, you know, Robert DiMaggio at Iron Mag Labs has really put up uh, some serious interest and funding in behind making this show, the TV show, really something super special. So uh, we're going to have, uh, we're not going to like copy the RX Muscle TV studio or anything, but we're going to have a little setup, and it's going to yeah. be pretty cool. And uh, since he'll be uh, a few minutes from me, we'll get together for that. You'll see a lot more training videos with PJ. You'll see a lot of diet stuff. You're going to see a tremendous amount of new content that me and him are going to put together and uh, maybe some other potential ventures, business ventures. So be on the lookout. Yeah. I actually, um, there's a possibility that one of our friends, uh, one, one uh, guy that I've been good friends with for a very long time, um, that uh, may actually be moving right to Boca as well. Very known bodybuilder. I'm not going to say his name, um, but if he's down there, then that could open up possibilities for even more fun stuff for us to do. Hopefully um, he won't. I mean, I hate to say, because I, I, I want everybody to succeed and make money, but if he doesn't get re-signed, which it's going to be tough for that to happen, um, 
maybe we can really do some stuff. Who knows? That would be great because he's a great guy and people love to love his personality. So, yes, he's he's he is very loved and he's also a smart businessman. So, I mean, we're all going to be making money, which is good, and um, we'll all be together, which is going to be fun. So it'll be nice change. I think that I came out here to California. Um, I suppose uh, looking to uh, cleanse my soul, and instead I came out here and um, uh, basically blackened my heart. Um, <laughs> now really looking to cleanse my soul uh, outside of here. So um, you know, you were saying the other day, focus so much better than, than California. To which I respond, uh, Davenport, Iowa is better uh, than California. So I, I don't see how I could not be hot, happy. With this move, have you been to Davenport, Iowa? No, but I know you have. I have been to Davenport, Iowa, so, and I will say that it probably is better. Caused some issues, me not going to Davenport. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that, it's going to be exciting. With uh, with that fine note, PJ, we should uh, end our video broadcast, go into commercial, um, and come back with. Should we do our shout outs now? We can do the shout out now. Should we do the shout outs on video? People might like that. Let's try shout outs on video. And, uh, and then we'll do a commercial break. You'll come up with music. And that will, the music can be heard on the podcast available at RX Muscle on iTunes. And uh, also you can get it on ironmagazine.com, um, who also, uh, or Iron Magazine forums, where Robert, nicely enough, puts up the RX Muscle link. So um, let's do the shout-outs. Excuse me. All right, me. let me pull this up here. I like how I can uh, talk to you, look at you, and also pull up my Facebook at the same time. Yep, it is nice. I like that. My fancy Mac. All right, just Shut just up. just because you know you said that about the Mac, was I right or was I right? You were certainly right. I love this, to hear that. The, the Mac was, um, as far as investments go, one of the greatest investments uh, of my life. I love it, and I needed this. This was a very good one. Very very. This was right up there with my car, my awesome TV, and my laser eye surgery. Yep. So there you go. There you go. I didn't think you had laser eye surgery. Yes, I did, and uh, it was a very, very money, very well spent. Should I do that? Um, I mean, I, I honestly, I hated the way I looked in my glasses. I was younger, you know. Now that I'm older, to be honest with you, I still don't think I would like the way I look in glasses. I just thought I looked like a, a dork in glasses. I think some people look better in glasses than others, and I just, I don't look good in baseball hats, and I don't look good in glasses. So because of that, I would never wear my glasses. But then I could never see shit. Um, so when I was in school, I'd have to sit in the first row and like stare at the board and, and, and squint and I would get lost driving a lot. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some fucking, sorry, Isaac, laser eye surgery and never have to worry about glasses ever again. And, um, I love it. I have perfect vision. It's awesome. Every now and then my right eye gets a little bit dry and I got to put drops in it. But outside of that, I mean, I had this done, um, 10 years ago. And um, they're still great. So, how much does laser LASIK eye surgery cost anyway? It's much cheaper now than when I did it. When I did it, I financed it, um, and the way I financed it, it was very, very, <laughs> it was very, very bad rate. It was like a nineteen point something uh, finance rate for what I did, but uh, it wound up being almost five thousand um, dollars, and it's much cheaper than that now. In this day and age, I want to say it's like two thousand dollars. Ah. All right, I might I might check that out. You know, Darielle says I look. She likes how I look in glasses, but yeah, you look good in glasses. Uh, you know, like uh, Amber looks really good in glasses. I look. I just I don't look good in glasses. I, I don't 
my, I don't know, it's something with my face. It just doesn't, doesn't I work. bet you we could find you some cool glasses, obviously. We, we don't can't have find, we're on a mission to find sunglasses that look cool on me. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do that. That'll be a good video for when you come in. Amber town. says there's a kind of sunglasses called Spies. Spies, ooh. That she thinks will look cool on me. Cause she how didn't much believe do they me. cost? Babe, how much do Spies cost? They're not cheap. <laughs> no, we don't want that shit. That's like Timbo. When he bought the $150 pair of Oakleys, I was like, what a stupid thing to buy. She Well, she she thought I was crazy. She was like, what do you mean you don't look good in sunglasses? You're a handsome guy. How do you not look good? And I brought her to like a sunglass hut. And she was laughing because everything that we put on me, I just looked like an asshole. Like I looked like like a, a douchebag cop. Huh. And I don't want to look like a douchebag cop. So, All right. Do the shout outs because I need shout to use the bathroom. No. Um, all right. Shoutouts this week. Um, Shannon Ortega, Jixer son, Rob Manns, Tony Chirichetti, mm. Steve Miller, Keith Allen, Eric Davis. Um, <laughs> uh, very gay shout out to Louis Uridel, aka gay Sexy. Gay out. Gay out. Uh, Asad Malik, Ahmad Malik. Ooh, we're missing one of the Maliks. Um, uh, Muscle Mitch, shout out to Muscle Mitch. OrbitNutrition.com. Uh, yes, Muscle Mitch. Orbit. Dylan Lindstadt, um, Taylor Boylan, Jess McCutcheon, Natalie Graziano Cribs, Jess McCutcheon, Adam Bray, uh, Joshua Marzik, Joe Mista, Joe Ann Lee, uh, Chris Barris. We got a lot of new ones this week. I noticed huh? that. You noticed that? Yeah. Uh, Megan Hessian, very loyal. Um, uh, Tyke Kimball. Patrick Barnes, another very loyal one. Ben Grahada. Grahada. Jessica Dunn. Chris Schmidt. Uh, Brian Abraham. Andrew Barber. <laughs> Andrew Barber wants a Russian accent. Andrew uh, Barber. Andrew Barber. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Eugene Mission. Andrew I have Barber. a cow filled with mussels. I do not know where these come from. I don't, very funny commercial. People. Very uh, funny. We like big Eugene. like uh, uh, Eugene Mission. <laughs> Jonathan Gomes, Rob Holt. Um, so many fucking pro style for Rob fuck, Holt. Hey, Rob Holt, fuck you, all right? You want to be a fucking, hey. you want to get a shout out like a fucking pro, you got to be part of the fucking pro team. Rob motherfucking Holt. Shout out. You think that we could fucking do that for everybody? I'd be shouting out for the rest of my life. Come on. Ah, ah. All right. Uh, Jody Bo- uh, Boba, Danny You forgot LX. Oh, LX. <laughs> LX. I laugh at that every time. <laughs> shout out to Alex. How about that? He likes uh, Alex now. He agrees with us. He changed his mind. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel Oracia, uh, Benjamin Herring, Will Albertos, Big Willie Styles. You William forgot Jeremy Al- Albernathy. Jeremy Albernathy. Lots of new ones. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Lou and Ang, um, Big Nut, our boy, uh, Chris Diggs, Tommy Jeffrey. Uh-huh. Good old Max Cervantes. Hope you're healing well, buddy. Yep. Keep getting Stacey, better, Max. Stacy Mitchell Gray. Uh, and uh, Tommy Castle. Uh, we also got a few on the side that posted in the actual thread at the the uh, the the main part of the um, fan page, which is we usually don't like that, but I'm going to give them out to these guys anyway. Brian Abraham, Eric Davis, Jeremy Benison. Um, these guys are all new, so they don't. I guess they didn't know. But you guys should post when I say um, when I give the place where I say you know shout out requests, topic suggestions. That's where you put it because a lot of times PJ won't even see this. I wouldn't have even seen it if it wasn't for. Uh, just by happenstance. Chris Schmidt wants to know from Australia, wants to know when we're putting out the Iron Empire Radio t-shirts. I'll tell you what, guys. I've been waiting on Jerry Beck to accept the money for the logo. He said he was going to do it for free, but he's so busy. He 
He said he needs a little money. I said, that's fine. Jerry has not been able to get back to me or PJ about doing a logo. So um, we may go with another person's logo. We did have a few good submissions. I'd like to see some more um, to try to pick the best possible one since we're just, you know, this is the first shirt. We want to do our first 100 run limited edition shirts. I'd like to do them as soon as possible, Chris. We're just, I mean, I really was hoping yeah, Jerry Beck would listeners, Maybe our listeners will get on Jerry Beck because I want um, Braun Fitness shirts, especially for my girls. I have an overwhelming amount of girls. The guys can wait a little bit. Um, and I have also contacted Jerry Beck, and he is apparently too busy uh, to take my money too. So perhaps some of our listeners, if you want to get on Jerry Beck, tell him our money is just as good as anybody else's, and we want to put it in his pocket. I would like that. That's a good point. I want to use some of our uh, our listeners' Um, interest in the shirts, some of our power over you. Yes, to, threaten him if you want. I want you to go to Jerry Beck, his Facebook page, message Jerry and say, please make the Iron Empire Radio t-shirts or something to that extent. If you want to curse him or something like that, it's okay. Yes, it's okay, no problem. Um, and uh, try to put a little pressure on Jerry. Don't threaten him or his children or anything like that, but just you know, curse at him a little or, or tell him you're upset with him or you're disappointed and uh, that should be enough to get Jerry to call me or PJ back, I bet. Yes. Um, so that's it, uh, PJ, for our video show. We're going to be back after the commercial break. PJ is going to pick a song, and we will finish up with the topic suggestions. Bye, guys. Bye, PJ. I'm going to talk to you, but I won't see you. I know. I, I get a little sad when I stop speaking. It's going to be tough. Bye. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics, Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5.
Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio. I hope you guys have enjoyed the first part of the show. I hope you went to youtube.com backslash Aaron Sigerman and watched the uh, Iron Empire live video from uh, that we did tonight, which is actually going to be up in just six minutes. It's already uploading. It's the nice thing about YouTube, PJ. It's fast for my... I have the fastest possible... We pay $200 a month for the internet at my house because I have like the super duper ridiculously fast internet. Um, the, literally the, the fastest you could possibly get at home that's available. Uh, like they're testing it out here in Tampa. I hope that we can still get it in in, uh, in Boca because it is. I'm so spoiled. I can upload a gigabyte uh, file in like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. How long would that take on like a regular standard? Computer. Um, I think about an hour, maybe forty-five Four minutes. Pounds. So I can do it. It's, it's super fast. Tons of time. And that's the upload speed. The download speed is much, much faster. I can download a full HD movie um, from like uh, for my TV. Like if I, I have Apple TV, so if I want to download a full HD movie, I can usually download an HD quality movie, which is about three gigabytes or two and a half gigabytes, in like uh, I think less than five minutes. Usually four or five minutes. Wow, that's um, amazing. Yeah, it's really it's it's like it's super duper. I mean, it's a, it, if you see it, you would be um, shocked. Like the actual surfing of the web, you can't tell much difference. Mm. But if you're uploading, like I upload files to uh, the FTP site all the time, video files that I've down, that I'm actually editing for work, um, and it makes life so much easier because it goes so fast that I can be working on another project uh, in the time that it takes me to. I can be like I can be moving much quicker because of it. Two hundred dollars a month may be too hot. Daryl, every time I get the bill, yells at me. But um, it may be a little too high a price, but man, I love it. That is awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you'd be willing to pay 200, 200 bucks a month for for internet. <laughs> Knowing you, you're cheap fuck. You know. Yeah. I anyway, mean, if, I was, if I was doing the kind of stuff you do, that'd be another story. Yeah. But I, yeah. all right, let's start with the listener questions. Your favorite part of the show. My favorite. Um, Rob Mance is the first question. Um, oh no 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 no! We missed something. Steve Miller. He he was right. Show number twenty nine. So you owe Steve Miller a shout out. Do you want to do it? Um, you were doing about your Maserati. You want to do it in that same tone of the Maserati song? Who, Steve did, Miller. who does that song? Steve Miller. Steve, ah, Steve Miller does the Steve Miller song. Perfect. Miller song? She's not going to know. Babe, Amber would know. Babe, who sings my Maserati goes 185? I got pulled over. Now I don't drive. <laughs> Been good to me so She's not going to know. She didn't know the beginning. She doesn't know. My. I'm pretty sure it's Steve Miller. It could be the Eagles, but I think it's Steve Miller. I got it. I got it. Hold on. My mouse right is 185. Um, it's either Steve Miller or the Eagles. It's the Eagles. It's the Eagles. Eagles. You're wrong, my friend. Oh, sorry, Steve Miller. Um. Uh, let's see. Sing his song and sing his lyrics in that in the in the Steve in the Eagles Steve version. Yeah. Steve. <laughs> I can sing some Steve Miller. Yeah. Um Really love your peaches, wanna shake your tree. Shout out to Steve Miller. <laughs> that was bullshit. You need to try that one again. That's some that was real Steve Miller fucking. Lyrics. I know, but the shout out part at the end sucked. You should have you should have. Well, we're not Steve shouting Miller. out anymore. We're not shouting out anymore. All right, fine. And whoever's gonna sing every every week, I'm running out of styles here. Well, I picked you a good one and you fucked it all up. But okay, we'll move on. Rob Mance, he says, if you were gonna get a, a motorcycle, what would be your style? A crotch rocket, a Harley like Arnold and T two. What would you pick? Crotch rocket. Yeah, you know, 
Um, I am not a motorcycle guy. Obviously, Jews. Neither. Yeah, the Jews are adverse to life uh, threatening, potentially life threatening situations or like, you know, the things that people think are fun, like jumping out of an airplane, riding roller coasters. Generally, you won't see Jews doing that because we know not to risk our lives um, for anything or as little as possible. So uh, um, I would pick, I would probably pick the Harley because I think they're less dangerous. Yeah. But I do have an interesting side note. When I was, um, when I was, um, I think, 20, I actually bought a Ninja 1100cc Ninja with a jetpack. Wow. Um, I bought it for my workout partner, who was an older bodybuilder. He was like 30, and I was like 20, like I said. And uh, I, it was $5,000, and at the time I was selling some drugs, some juice, and I had a bunch of extra money, and I, want, I, I, like, I liked how he looked on it. I thought it was cool. And I was like, man, I, I'll, I'll, you know. I would be, you know, I was a moron because I was taking drugs and I was 20 years old. So I was like, I'll buy it because he wanted to get rid of it. So I gave him the $5,000 and he was teaching me how to drive it. And on my very first time driving it um, or riding it, whatever you want to say, <laughs> I crashed it. I, I fell over <laughs> on it and we and it broke part of the, like the, um, what, you, what do you call that shit? Uh, the, what's the, the bike made of? The actual body of the bike? Like a carbon fiber type deal? What do you call it? Ah, uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Anyway, I don't know either. So I cracked some of it. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, dude. It's going to be like 150 bucks to fix it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I helped him put it back on his truck, right? Never saw the motherfucker again. Wow. Never. Took my $5,000, took the bike, went to his house, and he moved. He was gone. Never seen him again. Um, You, you know, uh, Steve DeLuca, who I don't think we've talked about on the radio show, the guy who... Uh, pump and Pose. I meant Pump and Pose. Uh, pump, painless pump. Painless Pump used to live uh, in my town. And he was very into bikes, and um, he had a all-black Jixxer uh, 1000, and he used to fly all over the place in that thing, doing wheelies and shit. Like, he was nuts on that thing, and um, I like speed too much to have something like that. I would kill myself. You know, like I said, if you would have drove the Maserati today, it could do 185. I mean, it was like that. Um, next question, Tony, um, how do you say this guy's latest name? Chixxer Chikoretti? Just your variety. He is he new? Yeah, he's new. Um, well, I'm sure that in in uh, after this uh, episode, we will be um we will have the proper way to pr- pronounce his name written on there because that's what people have been doing. Chiricetti, uh, Chiricetti. Hold on, let me look real quick here. It's uh, I had, I had I had scrolled away. It's Tony Chiricetti. Okay, Tony wants to know. Talk about how getting in grape shape draws criticism from the general public. It's very annoying. I find that this happens more to girls. A lot of the girls that I've dated in the past that compete um, will get stuff like very insulting criticism from like fat people. Mm-hmm. Will be like, like, girl, you need to have a sandwich or something. You know, you're getting too skinny. Yeah. You look sick. Is something wrong with you? You know, like, are you have a problem? You having an eating problem? Like an eating disorder? Yeah. You know, they get more like shit than I feel like guys do because nobody's gonna walk up to you, general public, and be like. You know, say any basically anything critical to your face. You know what I mean? The people that have said uh, negative things to me have been really fat people. Yeah, usually the really fat people look at it like um, they get like insulted by you getting so lean. Like it bothers them if you're getting in shape. Which is interesting because we're not insulted by them being so fat. We no. would like to love them. It's funny, Nick Christiana, my buddy who did uh, who won Mister New Orleans last weekend, uh, incidentally looked awesome. Um, I had him. He lost ten pounds in two weeks just doing things the correct way. Anyway, um, he uh, he says he works. He owns um, 
a food distributing company, kind of like Cisco, not quite as large, but a big one down south. And uh, he has a lot of employees, 20-something employees in the office and about 100 people working for him in the um, in the warehouses. And uh, he said the guys in the warehouses, they didn't care. They thought it was cool. But all the women that worked in the office were like always like, this isn't worth it, Nick. Your life isn't worth a trophy and all this stuff. And he's like, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? All the fat people, they would bring him stuff to eat. Be like here, have some of these donuts. Nick can be like, you know, I'm dieting. Don't bring me these. They like trying to sabotage him. If he, if he, if we're alone and naked with any of those women, they would not turn him down for sex in a second. Are you kidding me? No, I'm sure not. Um, so I find it interesting. I, the, I mean, you have anything else to say on this one? I mean, that pretty much sums it up. No, it's just whatever. That's I, I, it, like I said, I, I've never had an, uh, another uh, fit or even moderately fit person say anything negative. It's always usually the very, very like morbidly obese people. You know, the only the thing I can think of is I remember Sean Andrews, who's now the um, editor in chief of Muscular Development. When he worked for Dave, when he gets lean, his face really gets super duper drawn, like ridiculously uh-huh. drawn. You don't get yeah. like that, and uh, and my face gets skinny, but not like not skeletal. Like I like prefer Sean's my though. face when I'm dieting. Than when yeah, I'm dieting. I think so too. Daria likes me with fatter face, but so Amber I, likes me with fatter face too. But I like my face better when. Yeah, I'm me too. I think that you look younger. I think that I look younger. You look yes. younger when your face is like that. Yeah. Anyway, so Sean. Andros would get so lean, uh, his whole body would get really lean, but he'd get very dry and drawn in the face. And I know that he didn't like people always coming up and asking if he's okay. But yeah. I think people genuinely thought that like something is wrong with him or maybe he's taking it too far because his face would get so drawn. Yeah, certain people, their faces just get abnormally drawn. And, you know, if you happen to have like any kind of pronounced bone structure in your face, then it makes it just look that much worse. Right. Um, Steve Miller asks, Aaron, you just got your new TL. I my new Acura TL I am loving. I actually look forward to getting up to drive the car, which is definitely different. And PJ has his Benz. But if money was not an issue, what car would you love to buy? Go first, PJ. If I had all the money in the world? Just say money was not an issue. You're not going to be Bill Gates, but let's just say no, you have If I had an ass load of money, I would, uh, you know, if I had an ass load of money, a Bugatti would be the car that I would drive. That's a million dollar car, right? If I was just making really good money, uh, I like the new six series BMWs are awesome. Yeah, they're cool. Um, so something like that probably. Um, so I guess I'll do it the same way you just did it. I like the the um, you know I like two really cool cars. The new um, the brand new Rolls Royce Phantom. Yeah, those are badass. Those are pretty. That's a bo- cool. that's a boss car. Though. Like I would get that black right, and I would yeah. black that motherfucker out. I would murder it out. Sorry, Isaac. I would get black rims. I would turn all that chrome into that uh, gunmetal gray, and I would dark tint the windows so dark you'd that the cops would pull me like over. Like Weezy, you'd be like Little Wayne. Brother. I would. It would be fun. It would be pimp. I would love that one. Uh, that's about three hundred fifty thousand dollar car. So I'd have to be pretty pretty rich to be buying uh, that one. Now, if money, um, if I just was doing really well, like mm. doing really really well, um, I've always liked a more. Um, it's not a basic car by any means, but I like the brand new um, Range Rover Turbo. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like you know that's a, that's a car that will probably run you a thousand dollars a month. So you still have to be very doing very very well. You know you have to be making a few hundred grand a year at least. The yeah, Range Rovers are nice cars. Yeah, They're all Range Rovers too. I've noticed. I like the brand new the Range Rover Turbo. It's a little sportier looking. It's not quite as big, but you could still that's still functional. You know what I mean? I don't think I would want a um, if I just have one car. I don't want a really small sports car because I know I won't like getting in and out of it. Yeah. 
Well, the 6 Series BMW is a good size car. Too. Yeah, that's okay. really good. That would be good. It's not too small. Those cars are made for bigger people, too. Yeah, I'd so. much rather have a big car like that than like a, you know, than like a Porsche 911 little tiny fast thing, you know? Right. Um, Asad Malik wants to know, is there anybody in the industry who, when you first met them, thought was a complete douche or sometimes who you disliked, but after getting to know them, uh, you're now good friends with them? Uh, well, um, let me start that question by most people in the industry that I meet, I think are complete douches. And then after I meet them, I still think are complete douches. Um, people that have surprised me for being cool. I'm, I'm certainly not good friends with this person, but I expected Andy Hammond to be a complete douche. And he was actually pretty cool. Um, he was a lot different than I expected him to be. He like, wasn't playing that character that he plays and he was actually a, a really cool dude to hang out with. I was going to say the same person, but I'll change it. Cause I got another one. That's pretty good. Um, ben White. Uh, all I saw about Ben White was how cocky he was. Yes. Uh, I don't like I don't like really cocky people like that, especially if they don't have anything to back it up. Um, so he had just won his pro card, and he was so cocky. I am the greatest, and all that stuff, and the interviews. And I didn't know him personally. I just saw the interviews Dave had done with him and stuff. And I know one of the videos Dave, one of the very first videos, uh, Dave went to the grocery store with Ben. I don't know if this really happened or not, but apparently in the video, he, Dave said that one of the grocery guys was getting. Um, wasn't being respectful enough for Ben and Ben threw all the groceries on the ground and just left. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Oh my God, this guy's what a dickhead. And I met Ben and uh, Ben is one of the nicer guys, yes. not cocky like that at all. Um, no, he, he's, he plays a role. A lot of guys. Yeah. He's just a good guy. And and I think that anybody who met Ben, even though they might think that they don't like him, if you meet Ben, you give him a shot. I think uh, you'll definitely like him. So that would be the person. I, 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 I would 100% agree with that. And to the, the, the term good friends is really ambiguous because me and you are good friends, but if I, like, I, I am definitely friends with both Andy Hammond and Ben White. And if they called me, I'll answer. I talk to them on the phone. If they want to come hang out at the house, that'd be fine. But I don't know. Good friends is tough. I don't think that I have anybody that I thought was a complete douche and that I didn't, dis, that I disliked originally. And then they, we became good friends. So I don't know. That's tough. Um, uh, interesting note. Everybody always asks, why do I, me and Sean Ray not like each other or, or all that stuff we usually get questions about? Sean Ray was very, very nice to me in um, Chicago at Junior Nationals. He went out of his way to come up and say congratulations and congratulate Darielle. And he shot the shit with me a little bit in the bathroom. He was like joking around, not like, you know, that sounds kind of gross. But he was, uh, we, we got along. Um, he was nice. And so that comes, now this comes a, a character flaw. I would usually say it was a good thing about me. But one of, one of my bad qualities I've found is that I'm too forgiving. Yes. Like I forget stuff so fast. It's like that one thing when I came out of the bathroom, I was with uh, Mike Libertori and Christina Voynich and Darielle. I was like, you know what? Sean Ray's not so bad. And I told him and Darielle's like, what are you talking about? She's like, you like him now? And I was like, well, I'm just, you know, and she's like, Jesus Christ. Like, uh, you know, like I forgot about it already. So, you know, it's tough for me. Like he was being as nice as he was. I'm like, Oh, he's not so bad, but I have to try to remind myself. He's got to do more than that. But I, yeah. I do have to say, I got to give him credit. That was nice, and and you know, I hate to d- to have like a real grudge with somebody, a real hate relationship with somebody that I see, you know, ten times a year at least. So maybe we can be more civil from this point on, at least. I guess time will tell. Yeah. Um, next question. Um, what do you think, PJ Aaron? What do you think of the? Oh, this is Dylan Lindstad. Wants to know what do we think of the only fat people are allowed gyms? <laughs> I've never heard of that. 
Uh, well, I mean, what do you think of the? Uh, they have only women gyms. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I understand that more. Um, women, I, I, women might not want to be ogled by people like PJ Braun. You know what I mean? I don't know. Make Go to the gym and work out and, and worry about working out. You know, that's my opinion. Uh, but, um, I don't really care about segregation of gyms. I wouldn't want to work, work out in a gym that had any kind of segregation whatsoever. Yeah, and a gym that's, that encouraged fat people and this and didn't encourage. Uh, fit people was not a place I'd want to work out anyway. Why not? Why not have gyms for only white and black people then? Why don't we go back to doing that kind of shit again? Yeah, it's true. Or um, okay, so uh, Taylor Boland wants to know what are some of your most favorite and most used apps for the iPhone? Because he knows we both have the iPhone. You want me to go first? Yes, you can go first. Okay, so um, I use the most obviously is Twitter, Facebook, and Tapatalk. Tapatalk is the easiest way to get on the boards. Uh, RX Muscle, MD, all the boards, most of the boards use Tapatalk, so they're Tapatalk uh, capable. Other than that, um, I use the Kindle a lot because I read all my books now on my iPhone. Um, so I read every night. I'm a pretty uh, voracious reader. Um, I usually read uh, two or three books a week, uh, generally, and they're much cheaper to buy on the Kindle. And I don't like the big Kindle anymore because it's just too big. And I, I don't like Darielle's iPad that I got her because it's too big also. It's it's heavier than you would think. So I use my iPhone and uh, I read all my books on iPhone. So I love uh, the Kindle. Um, let me tell you about a cool one, PJ. Walgreens makes an app, okay? And this Walgreens app, you can choose pictures that you've taken with your iPhone, select a bunch of pictures, send it to the closest Walgreens, and in the next 24 hours, they're printed and ready to oh, go. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. How I want to cool is that? That's pretty awesome. I'm going to have to get that one. I mean, it's so cool. We used it recently, Daryl and, and I. Come- Quality? What's that? And they come out good quality? They come out great quality. Um, very impressive. I, I really am extremely impressed. Um, awesome, awesome app. Because, like, um, it's really cool to have printed pictures. We don't do it enough these days. But it is really cool. And we got some pictures from the wedding that we that other people took and that I took. And we got them framed. You can even, like, I can get pictures off of your Facebook. Let's say I want a picture of PJ Braun flexing in, in, a, in a frame in my house. I can save it off of Facebook, put it on uh, Walgreens, and they'll print it out for me. I can go pick it up. And I can even blow it up into a poster size. Or the, uh, What's the price for it? Um, to get a really big picture. Like the normal size pictures are like 50 cents each. But like a really big one, like the ones we sent off to her dad and stuff, they're like uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe four inches by six inches or something. Or maybe a little bit bigger than that. Eight by ten. How eight much by ten. Yeah, they're like, the eight by tens are like two bucks. It's still not bad. No, no. It's I mean, they make a little money on them, but um, you can choose the pictures you get. It's obviously, you know. Uh, tell me this after the radio show. I want to get that. That was something that I could use. Um, Skype I like. Um, Instagram I've been getting into more these days because Instagram you can take a picture. You can make it look cooler, and then you can post it on Instagram, but you can also send it to your Twitter and your Facebook all at the same time, which is cool. Yes. Uh, I use my Chase. I have Chase Bank. I use Chase Bank all the time. I love the, I love that that I can deposit checks. You know, how I work, I get checks from everybody. Um, so with all my checks, I can take a picture with the um, Chase thing and automatically deposit it. I can shift money from my savings to my checking from Darielle's checking to our savings. I can shift them all around. That's pretty cool. Um, I fly a lot so I use the United application. I love the United application. We can change seats in it. I can uh, put in for an upgrade. I can, you know, do all kinds of cool shit. Uh, those are the ones that I use the most. That's the ones I, that I, those are the ones I, I think are imperative that everybody should have them. Um, and that, that's about it. I think I'm looking at them right now and see if I'm missing any ones. Those are the ones that I, I, there's so many out there now 
that you can you could download I, I'm hundreds of them. one for the photos. You got to give me that because that, that that's a cool one. Yeah, I definitely will. I definitely will. Uh, I don't I don't use a lot of apps. Um, uh, it usually surprises people like that I have an iPhone and use so little apps. I use the Twitter. Um, I actually don't even like to use Facebook on my iPhone because it's very slow. Um, Shazam is is one of my favorites. I love Shazam. Um, for people that don't know what Shazam is, if you are in the car and you you hear a song, or even if you're in the gym, if you're in a nightclub or something, and you hear a song and, and you don't know what it is, you hit the Shazam, it listens to it, and it actually tells you the artist and the name of the song, so then you can go and get it on iTunes or whatever you want. Um, so that's a really cool one. Um, I've actually found some of the songs for uh, Iron Empire Radio because of Shazam. Um, I use the PayPal app a lot because um, I have been at places where people have wanted to sign up with me right then and there. Um, and uh, I can take their credit card information or whatever right through the PayPal uh, and do it right there. Um, Waze is a really cool one that uh, Amber got me. It's a GPS, um, but it's awesome because it, it'll route you around traffic, um, and it'll alert you of where there's cops, and um, other people that are on Waze can communicate with you and say, like, hey, man, there's an accident coming up over here. Um, it's a very interactive uh, GPS that I like uh, to use uh, a lot. Um and that's pretty much it. I don't get you crazy during football season. I use the NFL mobile. That's a big one for me. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't get, get, get crazy. And I'll tell you a complete opposite end of the spectrum. Amber has so many apps on her iPhone that she actually got a notification from Verizon saying that she has to pay for more data because she has used up all the data on her phone. And I, I can't believe that you could even do that. Wow. But she has impressive. It, she has page after page after page after page of apps. I mean, she has an app for everything. <laughs> Unbelievable. So Some people the- love that shit, man. And there's, and there's so many new apps. There's stuff that's coming out all the time. Um, the iPhone 5 will be out in September. Um, and I'm sure it's going to make all these apps even cooler because they've got a lot of new upgrades on the on the system software. Yeah, they have everything. There's an app for everything. Babe, tell me a, like a, a, an app that you use a lot that's like a different one. Tell me an app that you use a lot that's like not something that everybody would know, like Zam or Waze and stuff like that. People will know those. Tell her she's not doing good. She's got to be faster. You got to be faster. People will know that one too. Something different. You got twenty pages of apps. Uh, listen, this is this is Amber for you. The girl's got twenty pages of apps. I'm like, what? Tell me something different that other people wouldn't know about. She answers back with horoscope, Yelp, gas body. I'm like, no, no, people will know about that stuff. Huh? You're telling me and all that crazy stuff. You don't have something. What's it called? Eight, eight tracks. Have you heard of that one, Aaron? No, what's that? What is eight tracks? It like it puts together Tell her to come close to the microphone. I can't hear what she's saying, it's, BJ. It's, it's, it's people put together playlists like you could have like a dubstep playlist or like a metal playlist you whatever can listen to somebody else's playlist yes that's pretty cool yes all right next question jess mccutcheon pj and aaron analyze and interpret three of the least admirable characteristics odd behaviors or personality traits of each other hmm that's interesting you might get in a fight over this well, I used to think that you were lazy, and that used to piss me off all the time, but you're not really lazy anymore, so you improved that aspect of your life. I've changed a lot of aspects of my life, and there's nobody who could call me lazy now. It's no, not even not close. Lazy. That was the thing that bothered me the most. You're not lazy anymore. You um, you used to be um, 
uh, inconsiderate with your surroundings as far as your messiness that used to piss me off too. Like you would leave um, like half drank water bottles all around my house or like, um, you know, you'd be like, I'm going to go get donuts and you'd be eating a jelly donut and I'd see like pieces of jelly like uh, falling on the floor and you would not be aware of like your surroundings and what you're doing. That used to piss me off really bad, but I don't really have to deal with that uh, kind of stuff. So, I mean, I can't really think of anything that's like that big of a deal. Um, I suppose if I, if I could think of things easily, then we probably wouldn't be best friends. <laughs> um, I can think of some things. <laughs> I can think of some things. Well, I'll probably agree with the things that you say though. Um, well, they're going to be accurate. So they're, I guess the three things that people wouldn't know, about you. Um, one is that you get very, you are very one track minded. You're not able to multitask really well. So when you get text messages, you are play on your phone. You're really not able to keep up with a conversation at all. So if me and you were talking, you get a text message, you're going to miss anything that I say while you're looking at it. And then you're going to look up at me and say, what? Yes. And you do that. So it's like, I, now I know that when we're together, um, and you're look, you look down at your phone, I may as well stop talking because as soon as you look up, you're going to say, what? Now, the thing is, and I understand not everybody is like that, but this is one of the reasons why when I am giving somebody their attention, I always look directly in their eyes. That's good. And I, I, that's a sign of, of, of respect and that you're listening to them. And I, Amber will drive me crazy all the time because I'll be trying to talk to her, tell her something, and she won't be looking at me. She may be I do the same thing with Darielle. I do the same and, thing. And she, she'll be like, I'm listening, I'm listening. And I know that if, if you're talking to me and I'm texting, I'm really not listening to you. So yeah. it pisses me off. Now, there are people that I'm sure that can do that, but since I can't, then I like to get the same in return. Me and Darielle got in a mini fight last night because I put on Good Will Hunting, which she's never seen, and I love that movie, and she was playing with her phone. I kept being like, watch the movie. She's like, I am watching the movie, but you're looking at your phone texting people. She's like, I can do both at the same time. And then we got into a little fight over that. Yes, in the past, I got into a pretty big fight uh, with Amber over that. I was trying to tell her something very important about my grandpa, and she was playing around with her phone while I was playing it. Well, I actually had to smash her phone so she would understand um, not to do that ever again. Did, and did she learn her lesson by you smashing her phone? Yeah, smashing the phone usually is enough to make people learn their lesson. That's funny. Um, uh, let's see, another thing. Um, one thing people might not know about you is that PJ actually has a very, relatively short temper. And that, um, <laughs> if you make PJ mad, he's going to react. He's not like me. I can like keep it in to a degree, you know, or a much bigger degree than you. Yes. Uh, I'll get mad at somebody or something and I can, I might, they might realize I'm not happy, but they won't like out and out be like nervous that I'm going to do something to them. Whereas you, on the other hand, um, seem very affable on the radio and in person when people meet you, they're going to think that, but there will be a point, uh, if you know PJ long enough where he will get very mad at you. Yeah. It's kind of funny. We, we just had a, a mutual friend that didn't realize how mad he was making me. Um, and he and I have been friends for a long time, and he had said to you that he didn't know that I got mad like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you um, did. You, he did say that. If I'm around you more, you're going to see it more. I mean, um, you know, my best friend, Jake Castalli, that I grew up with, I mean, he's punched me in the face before. Like, we've got, you know, if you're around somebody that much, you'll see it more. Um, but, you know, yeah, I can't deny any, any of those things. Um, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard for me to, like, think of things about you that, I think are, are not necessarily really bad traits. I mean, you, 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 uh, like people too easily, but I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. You know, I, I just think sometimes you may let somebody, um, give somebody the benefit of the doubt when they don't deserve it. And I've had times where I've told you, no, this person's a fucking douchebag. Sorry, Isaac. 
And you've been like, no, no, no. And then months later, you're like, yeah, you're right. That person was a douchebag. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to learn on your own, you know, and sometimes it is bad. I think it's actually worse to be forgiving. You know what I mean? It's too forgiving. Like to, to, to take people, to give them the benefit of the doubt at the beginning, in my mind, isn't necessarily a bad thing. To forgive them after they fucked you um, has turned out for me to be uh, uh, not good in my life. You know what I mean? I, oh, I, uh, uh, one positive side of that is when you are that forgiving, you were um, able to relieve stress out of your life easier. Sure, sure. At the same time, you are also inviting the chance for it to happen again. Right, right. Absolutely. I agree with that. I um, can, uh, uh, Evan Santapani, once you do him wrong, you're done for good. And there is no turning back. Right. And I actually admire that about him because I've let people weasel their way back into my life um, after they've screwed me over. But he's very strong like that. Uh, if you screw him, boom, you're done forever. There's no turning back after that. Yeah. Well, um, I, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I guess so. Sometimes, some times people make mistakes though. I don't know. I don't it depends know. I, on how bad it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next shout out. Uh, next question. Uh, Natalie Cribs wants to know how about discussing the unwritten cell phone rule at the gym or how it is ruining the work ethic at the gym. It's so irritating to watch people wait for machines behind such people. Dude, it's funny. Uh, that's, uh, uh, when I was talking to Evan the other day, it's funny that, that that comes up. He said to me, he goes, let me ask you a question. Do you play with your fucking phone when you're working out? And I said, well, my, uh, my, my, my phone is my, uh, my music, my, my iTunes and everything is on my phone. So I may be changing songs in between sets. Um, but other than that, no. And, and he was like, well, everywhere I go, he's like, you know, everybody's playing on their phone. He's like, you know, even Juan. You know, he's, he trains hard. He's a hardcore kid. He came up here to train with me, and he was playing on his phone the whole time. He's like, what the fuck is that? He's like, I don't even bring my phone on the floor with me. He's like, what's so important that you have to have your phone with you while you're working out for an hour? Well, Evan has Evan has the most basic cell phone on demand, so he has, like, the flip phone yep. from, like, 1998. So his phone and Juan's phone are very different. So uh, he probably doesn't get it because there's nothing he can do with his phone other than call somebody. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that I do with my phone – when I'm out, out on, on the floor is change songs. Um, I, if I'm training and somebody's texting me, I, I'm, I'll text them back training. I don't want to talk uh, or I'll ignore them. I'm not answering emails. I'm not playing around with it. Um, but that's the only time of the day that I'm doing that. But, uh, you know, I've looked around the gym and I've seen playing, people playing on their phones. To be honest with you, that doesn't bother me as much as I've actually seen numerous people all over the country reading books and newspapers when they're out on the floor. And that blows my mind. Yeah, that's crazy. I've seen a guy on the bench press reading a book and then put the book down, do a set of bench press, and then go back to reading the book again on that bench. Yeah, that's crazy. Very strange. Um, I'm totally, totally um, guilty of this. In between sets, I play with my phone. I'll check Twitter. I'll check the board. I'll check Facebook. Um, I do it uh, for about one minute, and then I'll do my set, and then I go back to it. And it actually makes working out a lot more pleasant for me because I have no workout partner. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm not going crazy. He's training super hard right now. So uh, it gets me into the gym. I still get even get work done. I even answer emails and stuff while I'm training. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that, you know, you're, if you're not Branch Warren training for the Arnold and, and going crazy with thousands of pounds of weight with Johnny Jackson in the gym and you're training to look good or you're training for this, you're training to be healthy, you're, there's do, tweeting in between your sets is not going to take away from your workout. No. 
I mean, I guess, like you said, if you're the, if you need to be that focused or whatever, like before I get do a heavy set, I have my music turn up loud, I get pumped up, and then I do my set. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm sitting there tweeting and then I just lift off the weight and go. You know, um, and I can understand why some people wouldn't like that or don't do it. If I was working out with you, I wouldn't do it because I I wouldn't want to make somebody wait on me. I feel like they're watching me tweet to wait till I'm ready. And then when anybody wants to work in with me, I always let people work in. Anytime you ask me, if I see somebody standing waiting for a machine, I always let them work in. Always. Uh, I readjust it or whatever needs to be done. Now, I won't do that on bench press or incline or something. If I have, you know, three plates on either, I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, some guy wants to come up and do 135. That's not going to happen. But um, but generally, you know, 99% of the time, somebody can work in with me. And if I'm not ready when they're ready, I just say, go, keep going. You know, whatever you want to go, go. I have my own uh, pattern. I get all my sets done. My workout is done in 45 minutes to an hour. I never go longer than that. So I don't feel like I'm, I'm messing, messing out or anything. But I t- my suggestion to Natalie is don't look at the people on their phone. Don't worry about that. Worry about what you're doing and your workout. If you want to take it that seriously and you don't want it, you to be on your phone, don't worry about other people being on their phone, in my opinion. Just do your thing. Worry about you. Do if, you. If it's obsessive to the point where it's taking five, six, seven minutes. No, you shouldn't do that. You should you should simply just complain to the management about that. I mean that's un- unacceptable. But if somebody does their set and is playing with their phone until their next set and it's at a realistic amount of time, so be it. Ask them if you can work in and, and work in while they're playing with their phone. But if, if if somebody's playing with their phone for five, six, seven minutes in between sets, then they're doing themselves a big disservice. Yes. Um, Jess McCutcheon wants to know hypothetically if you were not involved in the bodybuilding industry, what job or position do you see yourself we, in? We've both answered this before. What, oh yeah, we sure did. We sure did. I can't imagine anything, but uh, yeah, we have. Uh, what did you say? You wanted to be what? Um, I said I would probably most likely be some sort of teacher uh, or a MMA fighter. Um, if my whole life was different, because it would totally have to be different for me to be doing anything else, because I can't imagine doing anything else. I would want to be a, a, a doctor. Actually, I think I could see myself doing something like that or doing something in computers. Uh, Adam Bray wants to know what's PJ Braun's top five metal bands. I know this is going to require a lot of thought from you, so just pick a few that you really like. Oh, see stuff like that. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give you five great ones. Um, my favorite that started it all, who is not the best, but Metallica started it all. Um, Pantera, I love, 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 love. Um, Slipknot, I love, 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 love. Tool, I absolutely love, love, love. Uh, that's four. Let me give you one more. Um, I mean, how hardcore do we want to go? Could be Machine Head, Trivium, Hate Breed, or I mean, some people consider Guns and Roses metal. I freaking love Guns and Roses. Roses. So, um, you know, I just gave you like seven right there. Um, Meta- started it all though. Metallica started it all, and it's interesting. I'll give you a quick side story. Um, I grew up on rap, and uh, I my my town was a little town that didn't have a football team. And so I started playing football over in Danbury. And the, the, the team in Danbury was probably 75% black. And these were the kids that I spent all my time with growing up. So they all listened to like Wu-Tang Clan. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that I was listening to. And um, when I was uh, getting a little older, my stepdad gave me a Led Zeppelin tape. And I thought it was pretty awesome. So I started listening to more Led Zeppelin. Um, and then... I went to a Wu-Tang concert that had Rage Against the Machine there. And I was like, holy shit, these guys are awesome. And then I start exploring Rage Against the Machine and bands that were kind of like similar to them. And then that's when I started kind of expanding into more and more metal stuff. Me and you, me and you have very similar taste in music. Um, Joshua Marzek wants to know, 
What hurt worse? The first time you tore or pulled a muscle? Or the, the first time you got a BJ while a girl still had braces or the girl was snagging her teeth on your pee hole? <laughs> I like a rough blowjob. Yeah, um, I don't weird. like soft shit. I don't like a soft hand job. I like I tell the girl I want you to try to rip it off my body. <laughs> You're nuts. Uh, so obviously the the, the uh, pull the muscle, huh? I, I tore my bicep in competition. Uh, uh, I tore it right off the bone. It rolled right up. It was disgusting. And I actually went to eat at Outback Steakhouse before I went to the hospital. You know, it's funny. I've pulled. Um, I've had little tears in my pec before. I've had a that bled at a tear actually in Australia, right when I got stupid me, I landed off the plane. Xavier and his girlfriend, Jane brought me to uh, Tony Doherty's gym in Melbourne. And uh, I actually, we did, I did chest basically within an hour and a half of getting off the plane. And I, I uh, did my normal warm up like 135, uh, 185, 225, 275. Uh, and I went to 315, which usually isn't like um, too heavy. I mean, that's something that I do for eight before I go up again one more. Um, but I did it, and within like three reps, I felt like a weird tear kind of thing. I put it up, and the next day my my arm, my underarm was filled with blood all the way in my underarm and then straight down through my bicep to where my shirt comes. And uh, it didn't hurt really at all. It just felt weird. And uh, every time I've hurt, I had a lat tear that was really bloody at one point when it, from doing a pull-up when I was really heavy. When I was like 280-something, I did a pull-up. In the first pull-up, I felt a weird tear, and I bled really bad. But never it's never really hurt. I've never had one that, like, really... Oh. Back in the day, but none that were, like, horrible, that were pain, pain, painful. So I guess I kind of lucked out. Yeah, I mean, I've had some really, really horrible injuries. I've dislocated my shoulders numerous times. I've torn muscles. I mean, they suck. You know, they hurt at the time. The, the, the pain that comes with it is annoying. Not to be like cliche and 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 lame or you know quote unquote gay, but I nothing has ever hurt me as much as a girl has been able to hurt me like you know with like actual like heartbreak pain. Oh, I, oh. I've blown out a back or a muscle over that pain. I should I should play if if we could if I felt like editing through this I should play. It's so hard to <laughs> say goodbye to yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah. The heartbreak, PJ. That's the worst. Um, let's see. Uh, next one from uh, Megan uh, Hashem. Ha- ha- Hashem. Hashem. Hashem is actually the uh, in uh, in in uh, what's it uh, in Hebrew? That's the word for God. Hashem. You're not Hashem, just even saying. Cool. Yeah, but her name is Hashem, which is different. Uh, uh, anyway, um, what fashion accessories do you hate on women? And how do you feel about women wearing the Lululemon athletic wear around in real life? <laughs> um, you want me to go first on the accessories I hate on women? Hmm. I don't like a fanny pack. I don't know. I don't think I have any accessories that I don't like on women. Um, and then how do I feel about the Lululemon athletic wear? I think it makes their asses look nice. So I, I, I approve of it. Yeah, it does. I don't like uh, belly button piercings. Really? Yeah, I hate them actually. I don't like clip, the clip piercing on the hood. I don't like that. <laughs> Well, if we're going to get into that, um, that doesn't bother me as like, you know, it's not something I prefer. Um, And I've been with girls that had like pierced nipples before and stuff. And it was cool, like at first, but it's not not something that I I would want all the time. I I actually dated a girl that I made take them out. Um, But I just I don't like a dangling thing in the belly button. I just don't like that. Uh, It's stupid, actually. 
What do you think um, about I um, like um, odd facial piercings, like the one that the girls do? That's kind of like by their mouth, but it's not really by their mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't like that. It's like the upper lip, like where they like. What's it? Sydney, Sydney, Sydney Crawford had like the the mole. They put that. Yeah, and girls pierce that. Now I think that's. I don't like any of that shit. I don't like any of that shit. Gariel wanted a nose ring. I was like, hell no. I don't like. I don't 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 care how pretty you are. You should not have your nose. No, I don't like any of that. She used to have a tongue ring before. Well, before I met her, I was like, that would have went. That would have went. That would have went. As soon as Uh, I'm, I don't like any piercings. I especially don't like those piercings in the skin like you said like the actual like implant shit Ooh, no 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 not for I, me i don't like any i'm a purist dude. no i don't like it um have you ever been with a girl that had a clit piercing or the hood piercing yes i have also what did you think of that i don't know i didn't i didn't hate it but i also didn't care for it either i felt like it it didn't do anything for me sexually i mean if it does all that much for them whatever but uh, I thought to actually go down on a girl, like in sucking on the piece of metal, is a little weird. Um, if you were you liked the girl, right? You liked her, and you went on a date with her, everything worked out. The first time you had sex, you saw she had a clip piercing. Would that hurt your hurt your chances of making her like dating her, like making her your girlfriend? Who are you talking to? I would assume that that would totally ruin it for you. Yeah, <laughs> for yes. knowing you. That's, what would I think to myself when I saw? She's that? a dirty whore, is what you would think. Yeah, exactly. I know what you would think. That's why I asked because I know you're not. You wouldn't do it. You'd be upset. I'd be like this it. dirty whore. Yeah, exactly. Um, Steve Miller, um, Aaron and PJ got to uh, recognize. Aaron and PJ got to recognize and make us interns for the show. <laughs> we, I don't know what we'd have an intern do. Maybe we should have an intern uh, contest. Who wants to be the intern for Iron Empire Radio? We can like have them do stuff. They need to get us uh, more likes on our Facebook page is what they need to do. Yeah, we have a ridiculous 1,250-something likes on our Facebook fan page. This is what I want you guys to do. I, I don't think this is too much. When me and PJ post the link to the show on Facebook, on the fan page, on our personal pages... What I want you to do, what can help out the show, costs you absolutely nothing, not one dollar, is to go and press the share button and share it onto your page and say, hey, everybody, all friends, come check out this radio show. I really like it or something like that. You know, say something more original or cooler than that. Maybe you're worried because we say a lot of curse words. We talk about vaginas and clip piercings, all this other stuff. You know, if these people are really your friends and you like it, you should be able to have them listen to it. If not, if not, then you need to get rid of some of these pussy ass friends. Sorry, Isaac. Um, you know, so many different kinds of people listen to our show, and I, I used to get really uh, nervous. I told you that about some of my clients listening to the show. Um, but I, I'll, I'll tell you, man, people from all walks of life uh, like our show. So I, 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 uh, it never ceases to amaze me, the different people that listen to our show. I actually have, have another client. Um, I actually... Uh, I quoted you in that so you could see um, her name is uh, Michelle Baker. I should shout her out. She's a new listener. Um, and, um, you know, I don't want to, like, judge people, you know, by just knowing them as clients. But she seems pretty damn straight edge. Um, she works um, in the uh, congressional research um, uh, uh, down in, uh, in, in Washington, D.C. Congressional research. That's interesting. Yes. Um, very, very, very intelligent girl. And... Um, um, she works for the, uh, the Library of Congress, right? So you wouldn't think that she'd be listening to Iron Empire Radio. And she sent me a message saying, I listened to your show for the first time, and I, I was laughing my ass off the whole time. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, she was one of those people that I would be a little bit embarrassed listening to. And I was like, good to know. You know, we can get a little raunchy on there. And she's like, no, it, it's great. I'm going to listen to it all the time now. 
and and uh, she doesn't tweet that often, and she tweeted uh, that you know she liked the show and for other people to listen to it. So I mean, all kinds of people uh, seem to like our show. So if you like it, let others know. Yeah, absolutely, and it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything. It will help both PJ and I out by getting more listeners. We want more people on the fan page too. If you want to put a link up of the of our fan page and like the page, it doesn't make sense that we only have 1,255. You know, it's crazy. So people just haven't found out about it yet or don't want to take the time. They're too lazy. Uh, me and PJ will start putting this. We're going to put it on our page. We haven't promoted it on our own page in a long time, so maybe people are, don't know where to go. Sometimes it's funny, you know, um, I had a friend of mine that I from Louisiana that I showed him. I was like, go make, you know, be fans, uh, make a like, the fan page, right? And uh, he took out his laptop, and, and he tried to look for it, and he couldn't find it on Facebook. And I was, like, shocked that he couldn't find it. He was typing in Iron Empire and it wasn't coming up. And uh, so I don't know if that's part of the problem. So maybe we need to put our link on our page. Actually, um, I'm now, right now, the um, video of our show is up and I'm putting it on uh, my my page now. And you can share it so that it can be on yours too. Um, let's see. I'm going to put, also when you put the page, always do the at sign when you're talking about the show, at sign Iron Empire Radio so that it pulls up the fan page so people can click it. Yes. Um, so this is show number 29, huh? Getting up there. Okay, there we go. I put it on. So now people can watch the uh, the show. I labeled it Singerman and Bronze Iron Empire Radio Live 627-2012. Did, anyway, did you happen to, uh, this is pretty funny, did you um, look at um, Floor posting all the imposters, the PJ Braun imposters on yeah, my you page? Have a lot of them, I know. Did you see the one guy, PJ, <laughs> PJ Braun, whose picture is Marcus, <laughs> Marcus Roll? No, I didn't see that one. That's pretty funny. So most people are are just using my pictures, but this guy is using my name, but he, he didn't want to use me. He actually is using Marcus Rule as How picture, funny is that? Which is pretty funny. All right. Um, so let's go to our next one, PJ. Um, uh, next one, next one. It's funny. Rob Mance agrees with me. He says, it'd be cool. The intern thing would be cool, but Aaron handles all the recording and editing himself. Maybe when we go to Boca, when we live uh, in the same city, we can find a, a local intern that can shoot the f- video footage for us so we can do two cameras. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, we could bring yeah. us coffee and stuff, massage our feet. It would be good. Um, Brian Adam Abraham, excuse me. Um, why are... Oh, let's go to Jessica Dunn first. Uh, Jessica Dunn was right before... Uh, what's the difference between having sex with a girl that's on gear or that is not on gear? Uh, PJ? Um, well, I mean, I think that sexuality, uh, it, human sexuality is something that's uh, psychological more than anything. And although the hormones can exaggerate that, I've had bad sex with girls on gear and I've had bad sex with girls off gear and I've had good sex with girls off gear and I've had good sex with girls on gear. Um, if you are a girl that is horny, and you are taking some sort of uh, anabolic or even got, you know, <laughs> something that's mildly androgenic, it will make you that much hornier. Um, Amber has said that the halo for her has made her extremely horny, um, like like, uh, like unbearably horny, uh, to the point where she almost doesn't want to take it because when I'm not around, she doesn't know what to do, um, which I think is awesome because that's, yeah. the, that's how I go through life. <laughs> uh. So, you know, if you want to be on uh, uh, the same level as me, that's fine, fine by me. Um, so it, it will, uh, exaggerate it, but I mean, it's, it, I don't think that it makes that actual partner any better. I agree. I agree. I it definitely doesn't. It just makes them hornier. I think that's the biggest thing that I, that I notice. Also, if you take a bunch of stuff and your clit gets bigger, uh, which is not advisable, but it does happen. 
uh, sometimes temporarily, sometimes permanently, it might it might be easier for the girl to have an orgasm, which is yeah. a good thing. If, uh, if they're if they're gonna uh, you know have a giant sensitive clit. Uh, and many girls can come very easily through clitoral stimulation. Then, yeah, <laughs> those things. Some of those things turn into like little baby penises. Yeah, exactly. I've That's too much. I've never had one of those, and I never will because I'm I'm retired now. So my my um, uh, chance of playing with one of those little baby penises is, is uh, it's not going to happen. That's your. That was one of your last. That was your last um, hurrah. Like that was your last goal. I know you had some other goals. Like uh, I, I don't know. Should I go into the, some of the other goals you accomplished, or we don't want to talk about that? Uh, probably. probably not. Probably not. Um, anyway, uh, let's go to the next question. Brian Brian Abraham says, uh, "Why are girls that compete so mean and think that they're better than everybody else?" Um, I would have to say, Brian, that I have not experienced that. I think that um, if you're dieting and you're well into your diet and you're a girl, you might be meaner because you're just you know starving but girls that compete generally i don't i don't think that that's necessarily true no i actually find that many girls that compete an overwhelming number of girls that compete are some of the most insecure girls that that you would ever meet yeah i don't think so i don't know brian you need to go meet more girls that compete um let's see al x wants to know if you would prefer to be gay which men would you prefer if if you would wait let me read that again if you would both be gay which men would you prefer, except for each other? Um, I, I don't think I can even put myself in what, that situation. What kind of guy would we be attracted to? Yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming guys that are like how we are now, right? You would think, right? But you never know. I mean, there are guys that like like small little guys. There are guys that like big hairy guys. There are guys that you know what I mean. So I don't know. It's hard to. I don't think I can put myself in that situation because. Uh, I've never looked at a man and found them attractive. Personally, I think I would probably, um, I would probably want myself to be with Jay Cutler. <laughs> you, I would want a man that had a lot of money. Yeah, I would want, I, I would, I would, I would want him to be um, uh, uh, gigantic and and able to 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 challenge me and and uh, battle me back in the sack. I wouldn't want some little girly man. Um, I, I, I would not want Ronnie Coleman, though. I think that would be a little bit too much for me. I think that would freak me out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Especially if, like, I was in the bed and he, he came in the room like, yeah, buddy! Uh, I, I'd be scared of what would he happen. picked you up and he was like, lightweight, baby! <laughs> I think that would <laughs> freak me out. Um, uh, Jody Bobadanyo wants to know, uh, see, this is a top three question. Celebrity fuck wish list. So let's just pick one. One celebrity that you could think of off the top of the head that you would really like to fuck. Haven't we done this one already, too? I think that we have, but he says that we didn't ask this one. We didn't finish this. Just pick one real quick, and let's move on. Kim Kardashian. Uh, Kira Knightley. Wow, wow. A little skinny. Try a little something different. A little something different. Uh, uh, no. Daniel, Daniel wants to know about uh, your favorite workout music. We've definitely talked about this. Heavy metal, hardcore shit. That's what he likes. Yes. Um, let's see. <laughs> you guys said getting a girl to come over and watch a movie is a good date plan. Any movie recommendations? Now, William, this, this is PJ's uh, move. It does not work for everybody. You might have a girl that, that is coming over and, um, you might try to do the PJ Braun date plan and it may not work out for you. So that's not advisable. I actually think that that's a very bad date generally for most guys because, um, try, I don't, I'm not. We're really not watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, William. I don't think that. I don't think that it's. That's always. I don't know you, so you may be a lot like PJ, and it may be perfect for you. But I would say the best date 
plan for a first date with a girl is to bring her out to some place to eat and then go to a bar and have a few drinks someplace yeah. relatively quiet where you could talk. If you bring her to your house to watch a movie, there's a lot of potential for some serious awkwardness if you don't really know the girl. Yeah, and 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 uh, um, for the, I'll tell you right now, um, the kind of girl that you want to settle down with, or the kind of girl that you would want you would want your daughter to be like, is not going to fall for the come over and watch a movie on the first date deal. Yeah, I, don't I actually uh, have a friend who's a great friend of mine who also happens to be a girl who um, one day just out of boredom um, because she was also hot. I was like. Hey, you want to come over and watch a movie with me tonight? And her response was, "That bullshit. You really think would ever work on me?" And I was like, "No, nah, I guess not." I was like, oh, "I was just kind of bored." And she was like, "Yeah, you could take me out to dinner if you want. If you want." Um, but uh, you know, if you want to, like, you know, if you if you're truly interested in the girl and want to uh, have something come of it, uh, a, a nice dinner is important, and a quiet place, like you just said, for drinks, not a club. Not a crazy bar scene. You want to go someplace where you can drink, but still hear, hear each other talk and a little bit more intimate, like a lounge. Yeah, that's what I would do. Now, um, Darielle and I started off our relationship in a very unusual way at Junior Nationals and her spending the night with us in the same room as me and you with yeah. another girl, actually, incidentally, spending the night in your bed, which just makes it for an interesting story. Um, but I know that if me and her had met under different circumstances and I asked her to come over to my house to watch a movie for our first date, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, I actually, it might actually hurt my chances for anything if that's what yeah. I tried to um, tried to. Because that's a pretty intimate uh, intimate setting. So your your average, um, you know, quote unquote nice girl isn't going to jump into something that intimate right away. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, next question: um, Lou Hudson wants to know: Does PJ have any funny experiences, or both of us? Do um, we have any funny experiences trying to pick up girls getting shot down? I've only been shot down, and I'm I'm not bullshitting you either. Twice in my entire life, and I remember both girls. Um, and um, no typing, I'm not, PJ. I'm not. If you want me to tell the stories, I will. But I I, I actually uh, I'm I'm pretty smart when it comes to like knowing where I'm going to succeed and where I'm not going to sure, succeed. Sure, sure. Um, and that's why I have such a high batting average. Um, but I had one girl. Um, her name is Christiana Nicolaisen. And I went to high school with her, and she was very, very beautiful. She actually dated one of my best friends for about five or six years. And um, I'd been working on her hard for a while. And um, I really thought that I was I was going to get her. And I got her um, pretty drunk at this party. And um, This is about she, dating her or fucking her, PJ? No, I just wanted to bang her. Oh, no. I think he's, oh, he means shut down, period. Okay, I was thinking, like, ask out and got shut down. But you're just thinking in general. Yeah, so I um I uh, I was like, let's go and and uh, I want to show you something in the bedroom, in the back, and um you know a lot of times that would work, especially on uh, younger girls. But anyway, we got into the bedroom and she was like, have a seat on the bed, and I was all excited because I, I was trying to like hook up with this girl for a while, and um she started to like kind of do like a little bit of a, a sexy dance for me, and she started to lift her shirt up, and then she started laughing, and she goes, you really think that bullshit would work on me like it does to those dumb sluts? She goes, I don't think so, and then shut the door on me and locked it and locked me in there. Wow. Yeah, so that was a bad one. That was a rough one. I'll never forget that one, that's for sure. Um, I got this one. Uh, it's pretty sad. So this is when I was much, much younger. 
Um, and uh, it's actually, it's interesting. I stayed sober a year after my first rehab. I didn't drink or anything. I didn't do any, you know, obviously drinking is not my problem. I had a serious problem with, you know, injecting drugs. But at the time I was trying to just abstain from everything. And it was a bad time to do it because I was in Baton Rouge, you know, in the whole LSU scene, party scene. And I would try to take girls out and not drink. And it became pretty awkward because most girls don't like to drink a lot or drink at all really in front of or with a guy that won't drink. Um, which I came to find out. But anyway, this one girl I really liked who was, um, in my opinion at the time was definitely, uh, out of my league. And I just got lucky with her. Her name was Carrie Hannafy. She was a playboy in playboy, super hot. Um, especially when we were that age, super duper hot. And I really liked her and she had broke up with her boyfriend and we went out on a date and, uh, everything uh, was going great. And she got really drunk and I was totally sober. And we went back to her apartment and, we went, we were in bed together and, uh, she was, this is this kind of embarrassing story because she got naked and I kind of like got naked and we were in bed and I didn't, I didn't, it, she wanted me to fuck her. I mean, she was like basically begging me in a drunken way and without saying fuck me and I didn't do it. Right. So the next day, you know, I was like, as she, when she fell asleep and started snoring, I was like, what the fuck's wrong with me? I'm such an idiot. I was like kicking myself. I was like so pissed the next day. When she woke up, I had gotten myself all geared up to do it. I was like, that's it. I basically stayed up all night beating myself up mentally that I didn't do it. And so when she woke up in the morning, I like started kissing her and I tried to do it. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, you know, I, I really, you know, I really wanted to do this last night, but I didn't. Have, and she's like, she's like, look, last night is over and I'm not interested in doing that with you. Oh, I was like, motherfucker. Right. And, uh. I can tell you to this day, not to this. No, I no longer regret it now. But when I think back, I'm like, man, that was such a pussy. Jesus. I had, I had, a, um, uh, something happen to me when I was working in the club back in the day. Um, my buddy, John who passed away, who I've talked about before his, uh, his girl had a sister that was here for the summer from Hawaii. Right. And, um, the girl was just like ridiculously beautiful. Right. So all the dudes in the club, were like whining her and dining her and she wasn't putting out to anybody. And I wasn't about to like, at the time I wasn't really making that much money. I was fresh out of school. So I wasn't about to take anybody out to dinner. I, I was eating McDonald's back then. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, I was like, I now, now <laughs> this makes it even more, more funny. John, um, had said, you know, who do you think your sister is going to hook up with? And she's like, my sister won't hook up with anybody. She's not like that. You know, she's just here to visit the family, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, you better keep PJ away from her. And she was like, my sister would never, ever hook up with Petey. She didn't like me. And he was like, I don't know. He was like, you better keep him away from her. So he had told me. He was like, yeah, Melissa said that her sister would never, ever hook up with you. And I was like, oh, don't give me a challenge. And so I was like, I was like, Melissa, you know, your sister's really hot. And she was like, stay away from my sister, blah, blah, blah. She would never give you the time of day. And so John, not even me, John goes, I got a thousand bucks that says PJ hooks up with your sister. And she was like, I'll take that bet. So then I had to try. So, um... After everybody had already gotten shot down from her one night, we stayed after hours, and we all were just just getting hammered. And um, I actually got too hammered. Uh, that that can backfire you. The, the drinking with the girl thing can backfire on you. This girl had a very high tolerance. And um, I got so hammered that I was like, can you give me a ride home? I, I really can't drive. And she was like, okay. So apparently, she drove me to my house. Now, I remember this part of it. And... We were in my driveway, and we were in a truck. It was a pretty decent-sized truck, and we got naked in the truck, 
And that was the last thing that I remember. And I, at one point, remember her, like, shaking me aggressively, going, you're fucking sleeping. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not. And I was trying to, like, push her head, like, back (laughs) towards my crash again. And she was going, no, you're fucking snoring. And then I actually don't remember anything else. But I woke up on my couch uh, in the morning, kind of, like, without any recollection of what happened. And John called me, hysterically laughing, saying that I had fallen asleep mid-blowjob, which pissed her off. Um, And she then had to carry my fat ass into the house. She somehow got me into my house, put me on um, the couch, put a blanket on me and left me there, and and that was it. And I, I, I never had another opportunity. I actually apologized to her. I was kind of embarrassed about it. And she was like, yeah, I've never had that happen to me with a guy before. Like, I, She was like insulted by it, actually. Um, I think she, she was thinking like, I don't give it up and here I am giving it to you and you fall asleep during it. You know what I mean? Like she took a lot of offense to it. So that was kind of embarrassing, but, uh, her and I actually wound up becoming like friends, uh, years later and, and, um, you know, whatever. I never, uh, went for a second try, but that, that was definitely a little embarrassing. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, all right. Uh, we only have a few more questions, PJ, and then we're, uh, we're done with this one. Um, Chris Diggs, this is actually a serious question. Aaron, I went back and began listening to After Hours, and you said on a show that you were masturbating in the bathroom and got a text from somebody who was uh, considering or about to have his baby's baby aborted. And you oh, didn't I remember that. Yeah. You said to him that you aren't really in, you really, they really aren't, it's not they, it's, it's, it was one baby, not they, multiple babies. It's really, the baby is really not a baby yet. Come on. My question is you, after everything you've gone through with your baby and your wife, would you give the same advice today if put in the same position? Sorry, I know it's a serious topic. Yes, I actually would give exactly the same advice, Chris. Um, although, yes, I am having a baby, and I'm very happy about it now. Uh, some people are not ready to have babies. And, uh, you know, if this would have happened to me seven, six, seven, eight years ago, I would have absolutely been a fool to bring a baby into the world the way that I was doing drugs and trouble, no money, no job, you know, no career path, no, 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 nothing basically. And that can happen. And it does happen to a lot of people. And for whatever reason, they're not ready. And when a baby is originally conceived, in my opinion, and obviously a lot of people are going to disagree with this. Some people agree with this. The baby is not a baby. It may be alive, but it's not thinking it's not sad. It's not happy, whatever. Um, so in my opinion, it is much better for this baby and for everybody involved to not have a baby that you shouldn't be having for whatever reason. And most people know um, within themselves um, if this is a baby that they should be having or shouldn't be having. I am pro-choice, uh, very pro-choice. And if you don't think that you should be having the baby and you were like, you know, you know to yourself that this is a horrible thing for you because of who you're having it with, because of your current situation, because of any, any which reason, and you really think about it, I'm not saying this should be a quick decision, it's a very serious decision, um, then you should uh, go ahead and do what you think is best because it's going to, you are going to be no longer, uh, you're not living just for you anymore. You have a dependent, you have a child and everything from that point forward when the child is born is not just about you, it's about your child, your family basically. And uh, in my opinion, there's way too many people that have babies that shouldn't. Uh, So, you know, if you are uh, irresponsible or things happen and you have a baby or get and conceive, I don't necessarily think that 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 is like uh, means you must have the baby. So 
my opinion is uh, obviously you guys don't know the situation. I'm not going to tell the situation of the person that called me at that time. And I didn't say, come on, it's not a baby yet. You know, you idiot or something like that. I didn't, I definitely would never advise somebody like that. But my opinion is still the same. I didn't think that that person was ready to have a baby at that time. And I still don't right now. So that situation was not what the person needed. And yes, my advice would have been the same. You want to speak on that or no? No, because I agree 100%. There's nothing more that I can add to that. We, we've discussed this before. I'm also pro-choice. Um, and that's all that really needs to be said about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people won't agree with that and will be upset by that. Probably our listeners won't like that. It's one of those touchy-touchy subjects. Well, some of them will and some of them won't. But that's, that's, just, that's just what I believe. You know what I mean? We can talk about a lot of stuff, oh, politics God. and religion and shit. And we're gonna, a lot of listeners won't like the stuff that me and you have to say. But it is what it is, and that's what I believe. So Yes. Um. Jeffrey, uh, Thomas Jeffrey says, uh, topic you guys have to cover. Most misinformed trainers and gurus you've ever seen or met. Uh, and I've seen, I've, <laughs> there's a lot of misinformed trainers and gurus out there. Most of them, you know, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. One of the things I see the most lately is people, trainers, or gurus or whatever, having their clients not take in any sodium at all, no salt in their diet whatsoever. Absolutely ridiculous. And so when you do that, you make the person extremely sensitive to sodium because they're not having it for months at a time. It's a very, very, it's a recipe for disaster um, for multiple reasons. And and if you are taking in no sodium, that means you can't drop your sodium. And if you accidentally add any sodium, it's going to be bad. And when you come off of your diet, it's going to mess you up. It's an important electrolyte also. So it's just an all around bad idea. How about you? The sodium one is huge. Um, there are uh, a couple of big name guys out there that do this a lot with their girls. Also, the extremely low uh, calorie and an excessive cardio diets um, that a lot of these girls put on are extremely damaging to their metabolisms. It's it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, one of the top uh, female trainers in the industry. Um, if you look at what he does with a lot of these girls, it's, it's very damaging to their metabolisms. Uh, and, and that's a shame because many of these girls actually look good and they think, well, you know, I need to work with this guy because he works with the best girls. And uh, when you have a girl that looks good, what I usually do is I just slightly tweak what they're already doing. Why would I change everything? Because they already look really good. Now, what, what this gentleman will do is he'll put them on these 800, 900 calorie diets with excessive amounts of cardio. And what happens is, sure, they wind up looking better because you've starved off anything that they could. But when the show is over and you're done with him, uh, their bodies go haywire. Um, and, and what happens in, oftentimes is that uh, many of these girls uh, take years. Uh, and, you know, in some cases it's months, but. Uh, they they don't bounce back the way you, the way that uh, you would think that somebody would and 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 they actually can permanently damage their metabolisms and it's it's very sad to see that. Um, uh, you know, I feel that 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 many quote unquote gurus I don't like that term, uh, but I'm sure a lot of these guys think of themselves as gurus um, don't truly know enough about nutrition um, to be really doing what they're doing. They know enough to you know get results. Um, but they don't know enough about, you know, what can be truly damaging. Uh, and that's sad, but, you know, uh, what happens, I have found, is that your your name goes a lot farther than your actual credentials in this industry. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Stacey Mitchell Gray wants to know, um, 
Have you guys heard of the infamous ZYZZ, Zyz or something, on YouTube? Did you think he has or had any bodybuilding potential? You know who this guy is? Nope. You want to look him up or no? Nah. Not right now. No. Sorry, Stacy. You should have put up the video or something because I don't know who the guy is and we're too lazy to, to look at look him up now because we've been doing the radio show for about two hours or so, which is about our limit. Um, so, PJ... I have one little short and small announcement that's pretty cool. I re- today signed a deal to represent and advise um, a new company called NutritionBid.com. And um, they are, uh, I guess you would call it like a, a a bidding site for nutritional supplements. So you go on to NutritionBid.com and you can actually bid on supplements just like you can on, um, what's the bidding site that's so popular? Um, uh, eBay, eBay, right. eBay. It's like eBay for supplements. And if you go look at it, the front page, they'll show you what supplements are like. The bidding is coming to an end. And some people really get like phenomenal deals. Uh, if you look at the site, you can see some of like the recent things from today that people purchased. And it's like, you can there, if you look for the right times or you do a little like, excuse me, smart shopping, you can get like a, a jug of protein powder, like a, like a BSN, Protein powder, muscle, whatever the, what is it? Synthesis for like two bucks, three bucks. You just have to come in and bid at the right time. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's like a, a new, interesting idea, um, a way to different sell supplements in a different way. And I know they use these like penny, penny bidding sites for other stuff. And so this is the first one uh, for nutritional supplements. And I really like the unique idea. So um, I'm happy to join forces with them. Uh, it's not a sponsorship for Iron Empire Radio. Uh, just for me personally, and uh, hopefully we can turn this into something bigger for RX Muscle, for um, Iron Empire Radio, and some other things as this company grows. Because I do think with a unique idea, um, the potential for growth is big. I know they want to be the next bodybuilding.com, so we'll see. Well, I think that this is a huge opportunity for you. Um, and, um, you know, I think that only positive will come from it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Now Now I get a lot of offers. People email me with offers pretty regularly to represent their company or do one thing or another. And it's gotten to the point where now I have enough things going on that not only do I not have the time, but um, the you have to. I have to have two major important things. Is They all have to work together. So obviously I can't go work for, I wouldn't take a job with, you know, uh, LG Sciences or something because they're a competitor of Iron Mag Labs. I can't get work for, you know, MD or one of these other online sites because it competes with RX Muscle. I can't do another magazine thing because I'm working with Muscle Mag. You know, and it goes on and on. Uh, and Vision Medical, the reason I was able to work with them is because it doesn't impact on any of the other ones. Um, so now I have uh, limited time, so I can't do that many things time-wise. And it can't conflict because I have loyalties to all these people. They have believed in me beforehand. And obviously, Iron Mag Labs is, you know, RX Muscle and Iron Mag Labs are number one. So anything that will get in the way of those two things has to go out the door. Um, so it's interesting that I was able to find one more thing and I'm basically being an advisor for them. They want to get more involved in the bodybuilding community, get more customers. So I'm yeah. kind of advising them, which is an interesting role to be a uh, like the consigliere for a nutrition <laughs> bid, you know. So uh, it's an interesting new thing, and hopefully, uh, you know, I would like to do that for more companies to give them uh, marketing advice without actually being the guy doing the marketing, you know. Yes. So anyway, advisor. I'm advisor to the nutritional stars. Mm. You know, whatever brings in the buck. If I can get behind a company that has a good idea. It doesn't conflict and gives me a little extra money, some uh, ca- cashola, I'll do it. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So anyway, um, I guess that's it for the week, my friend PJ. You got uh, some more music picked out, these two songs? I, will, I, uh, I actually don't, but I'm going to get on it fast. Uh, however, 
Yeah. There's something that we left out. Oh, uh, what? And I'm going to I'm going to put it out there right now. Oh, I know what it is. Let me, hold on one second here. Let's see here. Let me see something here. Let's see. Are you going to post something right now? Is that what you're doing? No, no. I'm going to actually look at the, the the difference here. Seven two eight to your area. All right. So right now you have uh, 20 more followers than I do on Twitter. You've been ahead of me for a while. We've had our challenges here and there. The last I think one, you only passed me up. For like a few hours at one point. The, the last uh, one that you did was... was on uh, Twitter, on Twitter. was unfair. So, uh, right now I'm 20 behind you, but we're still a little bit away from, from 4,000, where I am issuing the challenge to the race to 4,000. Um, and perhaps one of our uh, listeners can come up with what the, the, the winner will get or have to do. Um, so, basically, both of us are about... You know, you're about 250 away. I'm about 270 away. So this should happen fairly fast because um, we've been both going up pretty fast now. So the, the challenge is that I believe that I can come from behind and beat you to 4,000. And uh, we're going to start that as soon as this radio show is done. So please follow me at Braun Fitness on Twitter. Don't fo- follow Aaron. I actually encourage you to unfollow him for a little that while. That lost you. That I'm not going to say that because that lost you some followers. You t- <laughs> actually telling people not to follow me. So I'm not going to do any of that underhanded, dirty <laughs> shit that you, you do. I don't gonna, like the dirty, the dirty play. No, I'm not going to do that, PJ. I'm not going to do that. Like I'm not going to go to your level. I'm not going to sink. First one, the first one that I won, uh, you were getting dirty and the people didn't like it. And, no. and uh, then I adapted the dirty play and it didn't work for me. So I See, guess I that, could say that this is unfair because you have 76,781 subscribers to my like measly... 40 something, 4,000, 4,000 something subscribers. So, you know, I could say that, but you know, the truth of the matter is that the majority of your subscribers, I believe are gay and they only want to see pictures of you. They don't care what you have to say. They don't, they're not interested in what's in the brain of PJ Braun. They want what's in, what's in the pants of PJ Braun. So I actually think that this is going to be okay. And that's why I stay in front of you regularly. So, uh, and Twitter followers. So I accept your challenge, PJ Braun. I accept it. I'll beat your ass on Twitter. That's for sure. Uh, what Anybody the, want to get involved? Get the, we we encourage you to get involved. Tell your friends. Just make the Twitter account just so you can follow one of us. It's a simple thing to do. It'll um, take minutes. What's the bet? What are we going to bet? Um, I think that we should actually let somebody come up with it. We should we should choose it on the next uh, radio show. Assuming we don't win by then, I don't think we will. That's a lot of fun. People don't realize Twitter is not that easy. You don't jump you know three hundred in a night. It doesn't happen like that. I, I do think that it'll it'll come. Uh, within within a radio show or so, so uh, I think if if um, you know somebody comes up with something good and posts it on the page, I would like it to be something um, not money because me and PJ don't. I mean, there's not going to be enough money to make it really interesting, and then we'll just get angry at each other. If, if I owe PJ five hundred dollars and he owes me five hundred dollars, it's going to be too much to bear. So let's do something um, more funny, like come up with something that PJ or I have to do publicly Perhaps that's embarrassing. Video. Uh, you know, can, conceding victory to the other person, um, you know, anything that like that we, we can do that'll be funny. We, we'll rather do that. Yeah, I think I think absolutely. I would like to do something funny. Come up with something creative and funny, and uh, like uh, I don't want to give any suggestions, but I, we have a lot of creative listeners, so somebody out there should be able to come up with something funny. And uh, definitely, please follow me at sign Aaron Singerman, and uh, I'll make it worth your while. So I, I will have PJ suck your dick. <laughs> uh, awesome. So I guess that's it, PJ. 
That is it. Aaron Empire Radio number 29 and PJ Braun, Aaron Singerman, we are out. pleasant trip. Yeah. How are the patients doing? Oh, watch your step, please.
Let's start our mission. Hey, me. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 